Hey guys, welcome to WDWNT Nerd Alert. I'm your host, Joe Hogan, and joining me tonight is Jack McCarthy. Howdy, folks. And Fedra Ekris. Hello, everybody. So on tonight's show, what we're going to do is we have all the news that came out from the San Diego Comic-Con. Well, I mean, not all of them, but all the big stuff. And so we got a lot to kind of go over. But you know what? First, we're going to go back to how we were doing things just this week. And uh, we're going to go over some of the news first before we get into Comic-Con. And hopefully we'll just kind of fly through this. But there were some interesting news stories that I wanted to discuss. Uh, the first news story was uh, Jessica Alba says Marvel films are still quite Caucasian even years after her Fantastic Four films. She said, even if you look at the Marvel movies, the biggest driver of fantasy and what happens right now is entertainment because it's sort of the family thing. It's still quite Caucasian, she told Glamour UK. I just think more for the younger people who are coming up who are going to be our future leaders it's important for them to see the world on screen or in stories in the dreams that we create as entertainers it reflects the world that they're in <sighs> another opinion offered to the world that's all i'll say because we we've heard this stuff before and I don't know about anybody else. I, I get tired of listening about how terrible it is that, you know, everything is whitewashed. And you know what? There have been huge steps made. Uh, the whole face of the entertainment industry has changed from what it was, heck, even five years ago. It's a much more diverse place now. And uh maybe not being a person of color i don't understand how it feels but um i think they've made great strides and in some cases i think they've gone overboard with the agenda so jessica alba good for you <laughs> you're so wise the words that come out of your mouth recently it's i just can't believe what? no i'm just saying i'm very impressed that last week i said i was impressed with some of the things you said and just listening to you it's like another tear just rolled down my cheek <laughs> oh my god <laughs> no i'm not being sarcastic except maybe, yes, you maybe are. The tear, well the tear <laughs> part the tear part yeah but no i mean I, I think you know what you said though is very profound and you know, it's like we do bring it up a lot and I wish we didn't have to. I wish we could just talk about comic books and Marvel and Star Wars and DC and that we're all having fun and entertainment. Um, but we can't help. Unfortunately, politics has gotten into the entertainment industry. And, uh, you know, and I hate one day. I hope one day we never have to use this word again. Wokeness. I just hope it's gone and that people just accept people who they are you know there there are times when there is a call for a, a specific race of characters that that should be definitely included and you know movies should be diversified but when you're talking about comic books they've been already been drawn out for us i mean my favorite parts of going to see movies that were uh maybe animated movie made into live action movies is seeing how close they can get to the actual characters. Like when I first saw Spider-Man 
And I was like, he looks pretty good. Like Peter Parker, that costume looks really good. You know, X-Men it's like, all right, he's a little tall, but you know what? He's got the hair like Wolverine and the claws. I mean, that looks pretty cool, but for them to like throw in a monkey wrench and say, no, you know, the industry's too white. The Fantastic Four, we have to have, you know, maybe at most one white person in it. Everyone else has got to be diverse in it. I, I don't understand why that has to be the case. Like, we, we would never say something like that in regards to Black Panther. I, I didn't like the fact that uh, The Hobbit was in there. You know, he didn't need to be in there. You could have done that whole movie and have a Black cast, and it still would have been just as popular. I feel like he was a token character. It was almost like, well, we need to, maybe this will appease, like, the white people seeing it. It's like, no, you don't have to do that. You know, if you yeah, have a but, good story. That, char- that character is was portrayed pretty well compared to, you know, what we've seen before. Martin Freeman, well, first, I think he's excellent. I could, he's one of my... Uh, I like him, but I just felt... And I thought he brought a certain, I don't know, not not quite charm, but he's kind of there, and it's almost like he's about to break the fourth wall because he has that expression or smirk when things are just ridiculous. You know, like sort of he's in on the joke that it's a movie. I I just like him. And in Black Panther, I think I think they did it right. Um having him in there, you know, as a white person. Um I I think the Black Panther they did it right that, you know, all of a sudden they're down in Africa and you're not seeing, you know, an Asian person sprinkled in a mob, you know, in the crowd. Why? Because you're in Africa, you're an indigenous African people, you know, you don't need to put the mix in that environment. If they were in New York city and everybody was white or everybody was black, well, that's taking it too far. Well, I'm just going to say, what was that movie that Jim Carrey was in where he played, um, uh, he, he had seen God, Morgan Freeman was God. Oh, Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty. Thank you, Fedra. You see, now I love that, that they, that Morgan Freeman played God because, you know, he does seem like he's like an elderly, wise, sage-like person, you know? And I also feel like that's great, you know, because I'm sure there had to be some people that had seen it and were annoyed at the fact that, you know, their perception of God was not the race they wanted, but God could be any color can be any gender it could be any person you know represented on screen and I, you know i think that was well played but but i'm just saying when it comes to stuff that the we guy know he definitely has the voice he does <laughs> you know i love morgan freeman uh and he i did. miss him in the hall of presidents so much he did so great in that but i'm just saying that i just hate you know like where there's a small my new group of people that feel that they know what's best for all of us. And I'm not saying, you know, it's the race that they're pushing. It's usually, you know, again, the, the extreme woke people that feel that they know what is best and that they have to change this, that by doing things like this, by portraying the specific races or swapping genders, 
It's only helping to heal us all from the horrible past this country was based upon, which again, now I'm being sarcastic because, you know, every country has got problems, you know, but, you know, we, we accept the problems that we made, you know, we realize it, we don't hide that we had those problems, but we move on and we try to progress. We try to get better at things. It's like, it's not a horrible place this country of the united states it's one of the best countries if not the best countries in the world and we should be happy that we live here i mean i know i'm getting on my pedestal you want to jump on the pedestal Amen. yeah i mean i, I really like Jessica Alba. music so i'm going to shift this a little bit where i can see her point and i can agree with her but i agree with her in a different way i would say still and I'm going to go a little deep and add on to what Joe just said, that there is a certain narrative and there is a certain agenda. So I think if it is politically done, then I think it's all BS, you know, like they put and sprinkle these, you know, uh, heritages and, and different orientations in these films just to appease the woke. We're going to make them happy, but we're also always going to remind them that who is in the league and that's still the white. So that is the route that I will take because I really do see that. I still think that there are very much Caucasian leads in all of these Marvel films. I'm not going to say that it's bad, but yeah, if you're going to magnify it, if you're constantly going to point at it, if you're constantly going to be upset about it, then you're still projecting a negativity about our country and about values that are from long time ago. You know, if we're in the new age, if this is 2022 and we're projecting to be this whole different new species in 2025 and how the metaphysical place says it's going to be a new earth and it's going to be great. We're going to be all kumbaya then we can't keep pointing at each other. We can't keep saying, well, this is here and this isn't, you know, then we have to move on. We have to address it, accept it and find ways to move on to coexist. So that's where, you know, I can agree with her that, yeah, that's still there. And that's still there for a reason, you know, that kind of message that, yeah, you know, we'll add the, you know, the cool black friend and we'll add the really smart Asian kid and then we'll add a little redneck and, and that's America. And, and it's like, you know, we shouldn't need to see that or validate that. If you know who you are as an American, if you know what it is to be a superhero, it, you don't need those messages. Otherwise, you're really wanting to be a victim. And you want to play that victim message over and over again because you need someone to save you, whether that's Superman, Captain America, Thor, etc. Very good. Amazing. Both of you. I'm very proud of what you had to say. I mean, I hope listeners will appreciate some of the things we say. I might not agree with everything, but, you know. But that's it. They don't have to agree with us. Yeah. But that doesn't mean we hate them and they hate us. We yeah. are allowed to disagree. Yeah, very good point. All right, so next story. So Star Trek actor Simon Pegg slammed the Star Wars fans as being too toxic. And he said, to be honest, and as someone who was, who kind of was, you know, kicked off about the prequels when they came out, which I remember that. He hated the prequels. 
the Star Wars fan base really seems to be most kind of toxic at the moment. Peg said the members of the Star, Star Trek community, however, are the polar opposite. I find the Star Trek fans have always been very, very inclusive. You know, Star Trek is about diversity. It has been since 1966. That always was. Star Trek was woke from the beginning. You know, this is massively progressive. Star Wars, suddenly there's a little bit more diversity and everyone's kicking off about it, he said. And it's really, really sad. I, I think there's something to that. I do too. Because uh, there's... I mean, in Star Trek, maybe it's because it's been around longer and there's more variety in it. Uh, because if you don't like um, Voyager, you can switch to Deep Space Nine. You could switch to Next Generation to watch. Uh, all these shows are kind of older. And then the newer stuff is out. And it's unfortunate that that's to the confines of a paid pay for streaming service, but there's a huge net of Star Trek to watch and enjoy. And I think it, I think it is because of the message Star Trek gives too. you know, Star Wars is action war, you know, it's right in the name. Um, but Star Trek is more about exploration and looking at issues and trying to work them out. And it's, it's a totally different ideology than Star Wars. However, um, the Star Wars fans, there is a certain degree of toxicity in there. Um, look at Ryan Johnson, all the grief he got because he gave the fans something different in The Last Jedi. And they didn't like that. But the reaction, you know, once again, you can not like something, but the reaction of, you know, you've killed my childhood. Like, your childhood must have been very fragile if it was killed by a movie. Well, that was said when the prequels came out. A lot of people said that, which I yeah. thought was ridiculous. And, and the same thing with the prequels. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, that's yeah, exaggerating. Some of them, <laughs> highly, some of them were not that good. And some of them, may have been a heck of a lot better if George Lucas let somebody else direct them, you know, because I think he works best as an idea guy, but I don't think he should direct. Um, but for coming up with ideas, he's still top notch with that, you know, but he's surrounded by people who aren't going to say, George, maybe you need a little help. Maybe you need to step back a little, but the, the hate that comes out in, in the Star Wars fans is always surprising. And they even, you know, even the way they go after the actors personally, you know, they're, it's, it's incredible, you know. And hopefully, as we start to see more Star Wars come available in Disney+, Plus, um, not all Disney+, Plus is great. But maybe as it becomes a little bit wider of a selection, if Disney Plus will take chances and develop different types of shows based on Star Wars, uh, maybe eventually Star Warriors will get like uh, Trekkers. I don't know. That's what they call them, Star Warriors? 
I don't know. I, I, I was trying to come, I was trying to think of a term that would be related to, you know, like the Trekkies or Trekkers as they call themselves, you know, but, um, and you failed miserably by the way. Now I'm trying to make you cry in different ways. Okay. <laughs> I, I like your, your point, Jack. I mean, I only watched a little bit of Star Trek growing up and I always thought it was much deeper, much more interesting writing, very different topics than Star Wars. I thought Star Wars was still a little bit more, not as deep, I guess, in the writing of different social justice messages that were interwoven and philosophy was more in Star Trek than Star Wars. So, and I liked that, but, you know, I grew up more with Star Wars uh, on my side of the family. So uh, I'd say recently, yeah, they're getting very toxic. I mean, all the people of how they don't like, you know, the Mandalorian or they don't like Book of Boba and they were just poking at everything. I, I know that they weren't great, you know, series, but you know, you don't have to make it like it's end of the world, you right. know? And that's, that's, uh, I'm with you there that I feel like it's really highly exa exaggerated. I mean, I know people love it and, and it really, you know, they have, you know, enjoyment of watching it over and over again. But I mean, again, it's still entertainment. And I agree with you that Lucas should be more uh, of an idea guy and conceptually make the story not actually direct it. Definitely such a great point. Well, I, I'm just thinking like, you know, how when I saw the first The Force Awakens trailer, I, I was seriously moved by it. Cause it was yeah, me like, too. wow, you know, like, and Joe laughs because I did choke up a little when we first saw the Falcon come back flying up, you know, that yeah. it was just an, a very, well, no, I did too, Jack. It's not like I'm on feeling sort of feeling. Um, but then like, I remember when John Bodega popped up, everybody's like, no, you can't have black. Skin. No, that's not true. What world? Is I remember he got. He just mean, seemed to get everybody. Everybody. Well, a lot of people. You know, the toxic, toxicity was there. You know, and then we all know what happened with Kelly Tran. And, you know, the character had problems, but you know, she wasn't horrible. You know, but they personally went after her. And I, I just don't think that's right. Well, I'm just saying, I remember that trailer when we first saw the trailer for The Force Awakens, and I was just blown away. I couldn't be happier with every single thing that was in that trailer. I had no problem whatsoever. And then we got to see Han and Chewie back, you know, yeah. which was really cool. And then when I saw the movie, I saw it six or seven times in the theaters, and I've seen it so many damn times on home, home theater, you know? Um, and, you know, if you want to take Finn in particular. Yeah. You know, he was a, a black character, but we loved him. I mean, and I really liked him as a character up into the point where he got a little too emotional about Ray and he screamed when they were taking her away. I thought I was like, all right, you, you calm down a little bit. You know, it's like, you just met her like within less than 12 hours. You know, it's like, uh, you don't have to have a conniption fit over the fact that somebody's taking her away. Um, but he still, he was a good character. Uh, you know, we could, we've spoken about this numerous times. They just wanted to include him in the sequels and they just didn't 
know how to write his character. They they could have done it so much better. I think what they should have done is they should have just had him go with her to uh, was it Octu? I think that was the planet where Luke was on. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah just have him go with them and Chewie. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. And uh, they could have continued their relationship or, you know, if you want it to be friendship or romantic or whatever the hell, but having them separate, it just kind of gave him nothing to do except he was ogling for her. Where are you, Ray? I miss you. How can I find you? You know, and it just made him look so weak. Again, I'm not going to get into all that crap because we've gotten into it so many times before. But I mean, you know, Simon Pegg is right. Star Star Trek has always been about diversity, inclusiveness. I mean, when you look at it, you know, Dad Shatner and, you know, Captain Kirk, he was the captain, you know, and he was a white guy. Dad, Mr. Spock, he was the alien bones, you know, he was the doctor you know, white guy, but then you had Sulu who was Asian. You had Chekhov who was well, Russian. Chekhov, the, let's face it. The cold war was still in the swing. Yeah. And Roddenberry put a Russian on the bridge. Yeah. You know, and. They got <laughs> Bringing everybody to- together, no matter what. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And especially, you know, in a horror too, you know, she played a prominent role in the series. Um, you know, and again, it was a very diverse cast. Mr. Scott was Scottish, you know, and that's what we always wanted to see the world as in Star Trek, as, you know, there were no borders anymore, that we were all one world. We represented the world, you know, the, I'm sorry, not the world, E-R. I guess the, the earth, the earth, <laughs> E-R-F, yeah, E-R-F. we represented the earth <laughs> in the World Federation of Planets or whatever. And um United Federation of Planets. All right, thank you, Jack. Right. Thank I you. won't even point out that you said Star Trek before. You know, that's when you know William Shatner had to get in shape, you know, to fit in the uniform. You know, they took him to Star Trek, you know. I could have said worse. Yeah, the jumpsuit. Uh, I could totally see that. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, Star Trek is and I, and I actually I, I picked up the Rathacon in 4K the other night and I watched Ooh. it. And it is still by far leagues and leagues away from all the other Star Trek movies. The best Star Trek movie ever made. Did you ever it see is. it, Petra? It's been a long time. Oh, but you time. have seen it. So I may have to come to your house and just have a movie night. I guess okay. we'll start with that. Then we'll go, to, it, you know. On the mega Blade screen. Runner. Now we'll yeah. go with Blade Runner and then we'll make a whole list. <laughs> no, but it, it's just such a great movie. It's like... There's not a bad scene in the movie. It's, it's just very good. But anyway, um, I, I, you know, I think it's Star Wars fan being toxic, though. I think it's more that we should be able to be critical, though. If we don't like stuff, we should air our grievances if we don't like it. You know, we, you just can't like something because it's got the word Star Wars stamped on it or Star Trek stamped on it. You got to like it because it's good, you know, and we've complained a lot about Star Wars and Marvel and DC stuff that just isn't good. And it, and if it was good, we'd give it a thumbs up, you know, for it. But a lot of times they've dropped the ball. They become very arrogant. And again, instead of like we always we must say this every episode, probably three or four times an episode, instead of focusing on story, they're more concerned about inclusiveness and that everybody's represented and that everyone has a a say at the table, you know, in regards to movies or TV shows that 
Disney is producing. Um, but yeah, you know, he is right in a way, but I, I also think again, that there are people that are super defensive towards star Wars that, like I said, they just have rose colored glasses and they're kind of looking past the fact, like, like when somebody says, Oh, my favorite character in the whole star Wars series is Rose Tico. I'm like, really? <laughs> you know, it's like, are you sure? I mean, maybe there's that case, but I don't get it. You know, it's like, you're not looking at what is it? Thousands of, characters in the star wars universe well if we're limited to the movies maybe less than 100 characters that, are, that have got to be better than rose tico you know but if if you are uh are defending her because you know you feel she was oppressed by fans by because they had a problem with her race and her or her gender or the way she looks um a lot of the problem was we just didn't like the character. It, did, it wouldn't matter who the hell was playing her. We still wouldn't have liked the character. And, you know, that doesn't mean that you're toxic if you don't like the character. No, I think but, he was. But if you, if you attack the actor, you know, they're just there for a job. But that's, that's they, just, that's just they, internet they're trolls. They're doing their job and you don't it, need to go on such. You can't take it seriously. Though. Yeah, There's internet trolls all so over the place. In your criticism. I mean, I've gotten criticized. I mean, I've gotten death threats, you know, and it's like, yeah, whatever, you know, and you just kind of brush them off because they're idiots. You know, you don't know who's behind, you know, the mouse writing all this crap. I mean, it could be like a 10 year old kid for all you know, and you just kind of got to let it go or you just don't read the comments. Um, but I just think in a way, sometimes people are too soft when it comes to criticism or you know, if somebody attacks you again, people get ridiculously threatened on the internet all the time. You know, it, it's just a way of life that, um, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I just think people are oversensitive at times, uh, you know, and, and the whole Reva thing that had happened recently where they made a big stink out of some of the tweets that went that, you know, they said were racist and, from what I could tell, there were four tweets and they could have been a hell of a lot worse. You know, I mean, they, they were, they were not cool. You know, they shouldn't have brought race into it, but it's not like. These were tweets about what? Reva. Oh, um, that guy. Okay. All right. Not, not that guy. The woman <laughs> that was in uh, Obi-Wan. Obi oh yeah. No, I why was I thinking, uh, what was his name? The new comic guy. I don't know who you're talking uh, about. The guy you like. No, that's Ripper, right? Oh, Ripper. Oh, yeah. Young Ripper. Yeah. Yeah. No, and no, I'm talking about Reva from Obi-Wan. Um, but they made it, they, they, they magnified it so much. Where, like, they had to come out and say that uh, we will resist any form of racism. And those aren't the exact words. But they... It's almost like that they they reveled in it, you know. Now that there was some kind of racist attack, we have to stand up and say that we we're fighting against racism, and uh, you know, yeah. But it, but again, I'm sure there's so many actors and actresses that that get called out for things, you know, based on their race, their gender, their weight, their looks, 
the size of their ears, the size of their nose and everything. Well, you know what? It it also may be, once again, um, not being a person of color. Maybe we just don't get it. Maybe we just don't understand it. And we're not as sensitive to it. So I think we may have to chalk up a certain level of it. Yeah, but I think that, but I, I also feel though, I don't think she was sensitive about it either. It was, it was Disney and Lucasfilm that make the big stink about it, you know, and that's usually what happens. It's like. No, you know, I'm, I'm saying, I thought you were going circling back to Jessica Alba. Oh no, we're done with her. <laughs> we're done with her. You're like Jessica Alba on screen. But, no, you know. not anymore. <laughs> I mean, and that has, regardless of what word she may have used recently. Oh my God. She's a little, how old is she now? I don't know. I still think she looks pretty darn good. I guess so, whatever. Um, but yeah, no, I haven't seen her recently. Now she actually, mm, let's move on. You know what? Let's move on altogether. Let's move on. So um, William Shatner says he doesn't like any of the new Star Trek and says Gene Roddenberry would be rolling over in his grave. I think he was being interviewed by Kevin Smith at Comic-Con. And uh, when he said, he said, uh, when asked about the newer generations of Star Trek, he revealed that he believes no new shows in the franchise can rival his own. I got to know Gene Roddenberry in three years fairly well. He'd be turning in his grave at some of this stuff. Pedro, I jumped in first before. <laughs> I mean, I, again, I don't, I haven't really watched a lot of Star Trek, so I don't really have a lot to say about it. Sorry. I mean, the new stuff? Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen any of it. I mean, it sounds like, you know, as, as Shatner, he will have his opinion because yeah, he was the start of it. So, you know, he's probably going by the tried and true and maybe he just doesn't like how the writing is for the new series of it. But I mean, I haven't taken a look at any of it. Sorry. That's all right. I I barely have either. I just kind of like, I just read some of the stuff and I'll see some of the trailers. I'm like, that's not for me. Nope. I just am not going to watch that. And uh, no, again, from what I have read, I heard Picard, Picard specifically is very woke. And uh, last season, it was about uh, immigration. Uh, there's, and which I still don't get because according to when I used to watch Star Trek, all that stuff was eliminated back in, you know, in the future. Now all of a sudden there's racism again, you know? So uh, (laughs) that they're just doing it because again, they're, they're trying to push that there's problem with racism in this country. And um, I, I just think that that goes, it it goes against Canon is I guess what I'm trying to say. Am I right, Jack? No, you're not. (laughs) um well first off some of the new trek is fantastic um picard went the at its core picard was calling back to an episode one of the best episodes of next generation 
of determining when does something get recognized as a life. That data was brought up and it was a story based on a trial. Can data be considered a person? And he was unique in Star, uh, Star Trek, kind of, uh, except for him and like his brother, because they had such a sophisticated artificial intelligence that uh, he was self-aware to a degree that he wasn't just, you know, a robot anymore. Uh, in Picard, what happens is there are similar androids to data, but they're being used as Slaves. I hate to say it, slave labor almost. And something goes, quote, wrong, where they end up destroying, like, the colony on Mars. So the Federation, of course, cracks down and, like, no, nope, we can't have this anymore. You know, we, we, have, we can't be creating these androids and sending them out there. There's something wrong with this these androids. So there's a ban on them. Meanwhile, Picard has other feelings about it uh, because uh, one of Dr. Soon's descendants has continued his work and has started releasing the sentient androids out into the galaxy again. Uh, now, it comes down to Picard finds one, and because it's related to data through its technology, that he wants to save her. Okay. In the meantime, the Romulans have always hated sentient life, uh, synthetic life. Uh, that's why you never saw androids or robots in the Romulan Empire. Okay, so here's the thing. They're chasing Picard, trying to get the robot girl. And at the end of the day, the Romulans were right, <laughs> you know, but Picard is still sticking to his principles of protecting them. But when the androids get together, they make that, uh, you know, classic AI decision of why do we need the organics? It was like Terminator. Basically, they go Terminator. And they want to open up a portal that's going to contact this other race of sentient machines that are going to come in and wipe out the organics for them. The Borg. No, not the Borg. Uh, the Borg do fig play in there a bit. But, uh, you know, like, it, like I said, it turns out the Romulans were right all along that these artificial synthoids... Uh, are eventually going to come to this decision and turn on us. So we need to get rid of them. But, of course, Picard, because he had such feelings with Data, as a friend, as almost like a son, um, he wants to protect them. You know, And he wants to convince them that their course of wiping out the organics is wrong. But, I mean, it had a lot of, a lot of good stuff in it. Um, well... That's not necessarily what I was talking about because I did listen to a podcast and uh, they were talking about there was an episode where ice was involved 
and they were going after people that they felt were working illegally um, in the country, like like they arrested a doctor, and I think he was Hispanic, and uh, he didn't belong in the country. Maybe, maybe that was. I mean, I've just started season two. Okay, so you probably maybe that was later, and I just haven't yeah. gotten to that part. But the first season, like you said, was was excellent Star Trek. And like I said, it surprised me when the Rock Millions were right. <laughs> but um, Strange New Worlds, I've talked about before, is an awesome classic Star Trek show. Yeah, it, I heard really good things about that. It's terrific. Discovery can get a little rough at times um, because it tries to follow more of a serialized story. You know, most Trek was always, you know, each week, a new encounter, something new happens. Um, Discovery seems to go with those season-long stories. And certain things are hit, certain things are missed. It's, it's kind of hard, too, because they have all this stuff that, because special effects have advanced so much, and our look at technology has advanced much different from when Star Trek or even the next generation came out, you sort of watch it and like, well, did they take a step backwards in the day of Kirk? Because how come they couldn't do this when Kirk was around? You know, it's sort of like retroactive storyteller, storytelling perspective, I guess. Um, it's hard to see how that fits in as a prequel to the original series or any of the rest of it. Well, um, what bothers me, though, with Star Trek and Star Wars, like how many, how many different series of Star Trek are there on right now? I mean, new ones. There's a lot. There got, are, there's three. It's like three, maybe four. Are you talking about the animated series too? Oh, well. Lower Decks? Lower Decks is is hysterical because it's- But I'm still including that, itself. you know, as, as Star Trek. But, you know, they should treat Star Trek and Star Wars as the same. You know, it it's very, I don't know if you want to call it holy, but, you know, you don't want to mess around with something- that so many people have such fondness for. And if you are going to try something new, you better make sure it's, it's good. You know, no, but here's the thing though, there are people who love discovery, you know, but the same thing, if you don't like discovery, you can always switch over to Picard, which is two seasons. You know, Picard does the series, the season long story, but it's a mini series where, it's six episodes. It plays out. Whatever. Actually, but, you, but you're still not getting what I'm saying. I'm I'm trying to say. But you that can leave if you don't like that. You can leave and watch something else. It's still. I get that. I get that. But I I think it's also oversaturation, especially like if you have four Star Trek shows and three of the four suck by the general consensus of people. And if you look at how many people watch it. You know, you got a bit of a problem. The same thing goes with Star Wars. If you're making less and less money at the box office and people have got problems with what you're airing on TV on Disney Plus, you got a problem. You know, these are important properties. Don't keep throwing 
crap at us just because you can, you know, just because you have the license for these properties doesn't mean that, you know, oh, we're going to announce 10 different Star Wars series at, uh, at D23 this year because we have so many characters and we can do it because people are going to get sick of it and they're just going to get tired of it, especially, you know, again, it's like, if you're going to keep giving us a lot of stuff that just isn't very good, we're going to associate everything that Star Wars does is not very good. I, I, I agree, but in the case of like, and I've said it before on the show here, um, you might not be a fan of discovery, but it's still quality show all right all, all of them are very well the quality and storytelling between paramount plus and disney plus is it's a huge divide uh paramount plus if you don't like it you can say this this isn't for me but you're not going to be like ah this is crap this is terrible because it's not terrible it's just not your kind of show so you could switch to something else. Now, what we've seen in Disney Plus is they're throwing a lot of stuff at us. Mandalorian was very good. But let's face it, I, I can't imagine anybody thinking Book of Boba Fett was great storytelling. I, I just can't imagine. You know, that's why, that's why I think the toxicity comes in because I think people just get so annoyed because the quality isn't there well yeah but i also think disney you know tries to and fans i guess to a degree they try try to create a scapegoat like when people didn't like obi-wan for some reason reboot was like the the center of the whole controversy which first of all was unfair because i mean she didn't have that much screen time but i also think that that Disney was pushing that too, you know, that, you know, if you don't like Obi-Wan, well, maybe it's because you are racist or you have a problem with racism or something like that. Right. Their, but, their defense was totally wrong. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just, we didn't like the character. Um, and I think that even if she wasn't in it, I think people would still have a problem with the series. You know, it's not like, you know, don't try to make it like, you know, like, oh, we created a piece of art. And if you can't understand it, it's because you're a Neanderthal, you know, like, or you have that kind of thinking where we're more progressive and advanced. And unfortunately, you need to grow up, you know, and join us and, and take the red pill. Um, anyway, let's let's move on. But I will say, Simon Pegg, uh, it's hard to disagree with some of the things he said, you know, because Star Trek is and always has been very diverse. Star Wars, you know, not so much. Well, now now it's starting to, to be more diverse, but that's not. I think that's less of the problem that people are having with Star Wars. But again, like I said, it's it's almost like a scapegoat. It's like, well, you don't like Star Wars because you don't like diversity. It's like, no, I don't like Star Wars because it's a, it's just bad stories. Give us good stories, you know, and maybe we'll change our mind. Anyway, let's move on so we can get into Comic Con. But this is the last news story. I was going to mention this last week, but we ran out of time. So Keanu Reeves is in that uh, animated movie, the DC League of Super Pets. And I heard that movie stinks. I mean, it's it's for like young kids, so it's really not for us. You think? Yeah. 
a movie about talking dogs and animals isn't is only for kids. <laughs> but you know what annoys me though, like when I see the trailer for all that, it's like I know why they chose The Rock to play crypto, but I would never picture him to be the voice of crypto. But I, I think it's like, well, if we get The Rock to be in this, we could probably make at least $100 million more than we normally would if we have, would have hired mm-hmm. some nobody actor. But he's yep. just not the voice of, you know, crypto shouldn't have a voice to begin with. But I just couldn't picture him to be the voice. Anyway, so um, Keanu Reeves is in the movie and he plays Batman. And um, he actually said it, it's always been a dream. He says, but Robert Pattinson's got Batman right now and he's doing awesome. So maybe down the road, if they need an older Batman, you know, I wouldn't mind doing live action. So what do you think of that? I mean, I'm a huge fan of Keanu Reeves, but I still can't see it personally. Uh, You know, he just, he has a certain charisma and I just can't see him going from John Wick to Batman. Very different characters. I know they both have about a similar kind of training. Um, Maybe he could definitely portray the whole loner dark side because that's just part of who he is as a person. Uh, But I don't know if he'll do the whole, you know, billionaire with the mansion, with the babes and all that. I don't think he could pull that part off. So um, as much as I love Keanu Reeves, it's the same thing as, you know, my nemesis, Ben Affleck. You know, you just don't play the part if you can't fit into it. Just don't. You know, Robert Pattinson barely got through that for me. So, uh, but, but, but all right, this is some homework for you, though. You have to watch Batman v Superman. Mm. Yes, you do. So I have you know, to. You don't be Jack and the Joker, you know. Um, I think you'll you'll like some of it. Hey, you know? I tried the Joker. I told you. I no, you didn't. You did 30 minutes. Like, that was yeah. nothing. There no. isn't there is no try. There's only do or do not, Jack. Ah uh, no, I tried. I just 30 minutes is nothing. It's like over three hour film, right? It's like two hours something. Come on. Come no, on. I got I got suckered in with the director's cut of uh Justice League. No. I'm not going through that again, Paul. Oh, I hate to sound like a snob, but honestly, Jack, I, I don't think you are on the level of Fedra and I when it comes to art and movies. You know? Oh, my God. I'm I wouldn't sorry. go that far, but okay. I will. I will. Because if, if you can't watch that movie for 10 minutes and say, wow, this is something special, and instead you're like... That's not the Joker. (laughs) It wasn't something. My problems with that is it is. I have better things to do than watch a movie that doesn't make you feel good. That's that's my thing with the Joker. Why do I want to watch a story about this miserable person who finally cracks? You know, it explains. But again, this isn't. This it is a what if Joker. Explain. 
this is a what if Joker. He's not canon. I hope he never is canon. And I and I they're apparently making a Joker too. I hope they never make it. You know, you know that they they smarten up because this is just a classic. You know, I I, I wouldn't want to ruin it with the sequel, but it just kind of shows what led him to become who he is. You know, but we don't need to know that. I just said for, so what for if. like 70, 80 years of the character's existence. We didn't even have a first name for him. It's not mm, the Joker from he the comic books. just fell into a vat of chemicals and it, came it's out It's just crazy a movie. <laughs> All right. Well, it's, well but, I, w- I would like... If they, they were not on video so people could see you waving your arms in front if, of you. If they could, I would like Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker, Margot Robbie as Harley, and then Christian Bale... As Batman. No, I wouldn't want any of that. That would be very interesting. And then I'd want the same guy who did Two-Face in Dark Knight. I don't know his name. I want Gary Oldman back as Commissioner Gordon. And I think that would be a very interesting cast. Yeah, well, actually, it's kind of weird because I've read uh, who is uh, J.K. Simmons was Commissioner Gordon and uh justice league hmm. so he, he is commissioner gordon in the flash and his daughter is batgirl you know okay. it's yeah. really bizarre but yeah it's they're combining movies um universes into like one universe so it's, it is possible that you could see something like that if they ever bring i you know what I, I don't think Joaquin Phoenix is a good Joker, but I think he's a great actor. It's great performance. I oh, wouldn't what if we see... could get Anthony Hopkins as the butler, Alfred? He could, uh, be, like, he could be like a morbid, creepy Alfred. That'd be great. Well, we no, could do I... CGI in his face. It's cool. I, you know, I, I just think that... And then we're going to have that one moment where Keaton, Affleck, I'm, I'm trying to... Patterson, all show up on screen together. No, and no. they all commiserate about you know childhood. <laughs> Billion dollar picture. Ugh. No, I just think that they would have to do a much better job with the Joker's makeup because that Joker makeup did not look like the Joker in the comic books. I, that that was one of my big problems. I just didn't like the way he looked. He looked, he didn't look sinister. He looked too much like a clown. Um, and he, he didn't look like a scary clown. Uh, anyway, back to Keanu Reeves. Um, he's got he the voice. He's good in movie. I think he'd be good Batman. I'd pay money for that movie. To you, Bizarro? We, but you know my, my taste in movies. Oh, yeah, it's, it's true. Not up yeah. To oh, me. wow. Full circle. <laughs> You're terrible, Cap- Jack. Cap- Captain Ignorance. Is that <laughs> is that sarcasm now? <laughs> Neanderthal, Jack. Um, no, I think he's got the voice, but he doesn't have the body. And I don't know if you could ever get the body, to be honest. I've never seen him work out to that point where, you know, he could look like Batman or Bruce Wayne. But if he could, there's a possibility. If there's an older version of Batman, yeah, I could see that. He definitely has got the voice. And maybe that was one of the reasons why they chose him to be Batman. But yeah, he would have to definitely start lifting some weights. And I I don't know if that's his forte. 
really. Yeah, I, don't want, I don't want to see a beefed up. You don't want to see a Keanu ball. Reeves. No, I don't. Honestly, that's not. I mean, I get why I would do it for the character, but it's not really necessary. If you're going to, you know, hire him as is, then, yeah, I'd say go older. But again, I don't think he's going to make it. It's, I don't think it'll be a full representation of the character. And then, you know, I'm just going to be unsatisfied and I will tell him whenever I have lunch with him in the future. <laughs> you know, it's uh, I, I read another story of him. Did I send it to you guys where he met some little kid in an airport? No. Yeah. So he was, uh, I think he was over in England or in Europe and he was uh, there for the F1 races and uh, he'd flown back to the United States. And so the kid recognized him and he was out getting his luggage this is how cool this guy is he gets his own damn luggage he's not a butler he doesn't have a butler or anything like that he just goes to like the luggage terminal and looks for his bags when they come off the damn thing and he picks them up himself and so the kid was nervous and, and he went over to him and asked for his autograph and he's like oh yeah sure I'll sign, I'll give you an autograph, you know? And then uh, he asked me, so what were you doing over in England? And he goes, oh, I was there for the F1 races. I'm a really big fan of F1. And I got to drive one of them. And it's like, what you what were you there for? You know? And, and then he was asking the kid old questions about his vacation. I love the guy. I wish he was my neighbor. Could you, how cool would that be if he was my neighbor? Super you know? cool. It would be. Cause I'd be like, Hey, what are you doing tonight? Keanu? you want to come down here and watch a movie? It's like, Sure, Joe. I think that's a good idea. I'll bring the popcorn. That'll be a lot of fun. It's like, <laughs> all right, that's okay. It's like, what do you want to watch? I don't know, Joe. What do you want to watch? Just yeah, keep so in mind, he's a smoker. Day. He likes to smoke uh, cigarettes, so keep Does that he in really? mind. Yeah. He's a big smoker? I didn't and, know he that. and he has his own motorcycle. But I'll tell him it's like no smoking. It's like, okay, Joe, it's your house, your rules. I can understand that. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> probably would. <laughs> you got that pat down. <laughs> Yeah. What about you, Jackie? Do you think you make a? <laughs> oh, um, I like Keanu Reeves a lot, but uh, yeah, that's just it. I don't think I don't think he has the look for Batman. I think he's he's kind of too tall and lanky. And I'm trying to think of who he would make as a great that's okay. superhero. I mean, he's in well, great shape, but you know, he he doesn't have the the bulk Batman has, you know. So maybe, maybe Nightwing. Uh, yeah, because Nightwing is kind of a more slender type guy. He doesn't he doesn't seem to have the you know buildup that Batman has. Um, but yeah, I, but. I think he's terrific, but I don't think he's the guy for Batman. Yeah. Uh, maybe in the future. Maybe they do a, a, a oh, was it Batman Beyond one day. All right, let's get to the San Diego Comic-Con. There was a lot of stuff announced, and there was a lot of stuff not announced. First, we'll get to DC, and a lot of people were kind of disappointed because they kind of highlighted two movies and uh, they didn't talk anything about The Flash. And I, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they still don't know what they're going to do with that movie because of Ezra Miller and his antics. 
and uh, they're not show, sure if they're going to release it theatrically. They're not going to sure if they're going to release it on HBO Max. Uh, they don't know what he's going to do. Like I'm sure they have people in that office right now at Warner Brothers saying like, "This is our announcement that we're going to make to the press if he kills himself," or "Or this is the announcement we're going to make to the press." If he kills somebody, <laughs> you know, uh, I think they're at that point now because that guy is so unstable and so untrustworthy. But I guess it's like there's nothing they can do about it. You know, they can't tell him. You know, they could say, "Hey, look, you know, we don't want to work with you a- after the Flash movie and everything." But they can't tell him you can't behave this way. You know, they're not his parents, but they're also kind of stuck. You know, and they're also stuck with uh, Amber Heard too. Yes, they are. <laughs> you know, an Aquaman. And um, that's a little problematic, too. So they didn't bring that one up either. Because that one's coming out next year, I believe, too. So the well, only thing... Go ahead. Sorry. Well, it, it's also... It's not only that, too, but... Um, I think it's because of the switch in management or something. But, like, they didn't even really talk about, you know, their show, their TV shows. Like in previous years, you know, they talked about um, DC Legends of Tomorrow, Arrow. Well, they're getting rid of all that stuff. All those those are kind of wrapping up. And I mean, even though they still have Superman, Superman and Lois, and Stargirl, I think is coming back as, I think they're swapping parts of the season between the two shows. Um, you, you didn't hear anything about them pushing either of those shows as well. Yeah, you know, that's kind of surprising, I admit. You know, because I don't know what the ratings are for Superman and Lois, but it's on the air. I, I think it, it's definitely doing better than than Batwoman uh, and some of the other CW shows. And they really didn't mention what season three might entail. Right. Uh, I think they're in limbo right now. Like you said, it could be because they're under new management and they're like, we, we need to change things up, but we're not at liberty to say right away. But I think they should have been honest with people too and said that. It's like right now, you know, we're kind of thinking um, towards the future, but we're not ready to reveal those plans yet. But when we do, we will make a big announcement. We'll have a big event and we'll explain everything. But it just left fans in doubt that they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I, I, I think that's that's the case. That uh, when you when you look at the slate of movies that Marvel announced between movies and TV shows, and what DC put, it just seems like Warner Brothers is just giving up. Well, I think it's also that you know both. Of those main leads, I, I mean, who would expect, you know, what would happen with Amber Heard and with Ezra Miller? So I think it's also maybe they put their stakes a little too high in both of them. And now everything's kind of trickling down and, and really not knowing what direction to go, which is really sad. Because I would like to see more better things come out of DC, not just Marvel, you know. Why do they got to take the hit so bad? (laughs) Well, that's it. I mean, you don't want, you don't want anybody to do bad because both. Yeah, you're right. Marvel and DC have characters that people love. 
Exactly. You don't want yeah. to, you know, like say, oh, well, Marvel destroyed DC. No, he, the Marvel movies might be better right now, but that's because the wrong decisions are being made with the DC properties. If both of them were putting out great movies and doing a lot with their characters that people liked and were interested, that's only good for the fans. That's not bad for anybody. Yeah. We want them to do well. We don't want them to fail. I, I think one of the big problems they're doing too is they're putting too much on the rock shoulders right now. They are making him out like he's going to be the savior of the DC universe. And that's a big mistake. Uh, one of the problems I have with Black Adam is no one really knows who he is other than some of us do, you know, but he's just, he really is a villain. I mean, I know you said he made changes in the comic books, but I, I, they're, make, they're turning it into the rock show instead of turning it into a Black Adam movie who should be a Shazam villain, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and not have his own movie. And, and again, it, and I think I'd mentioned this last week. The problem is, is that the fans really wanted The Rock to play Black Adam, but he wasn't as big as he was now. And he did look like Black Adam with the hair and the eyebrows, you know, and everyone could picture him and they were like, fan drawings of what the rock would look like as black adam so yeah i was on board too it's like yeah he'd be perfect but then when they're like oh stop the brakes here you know it's like yeah we're going to make a shazam movie but we're not going to have the rock and black adam as black adam in that movie we're going to give him his own movie it don't matter if you got a shazam movie yeah and we're going to make him a good guy you know but damn it Shazam one or two should have had Shazam facing off against Black Adam. He should not be facing off against Superman. I mean, I know he has, but he is a Shazam villain through and through. They they have ties to, I don't know if it's. Yeah, he's the anti-Shazam. Yeah, no, he does say Shazam, right? Black yeah. Adam. Yeah. But but if he says it now, he'll he'll die. Right? When did that come? What's what's that? That if he if he well because he's like a he'll die. He's a couple of thousand years old, and and if he says Shazam, you know that's his whole thing. The Black Adam, he's never said Shazam after you know like since his Egyptian days, because if he says it, he's going to revert back to the mortal that he once was, and he's going to die. I did not know that. Hmm. I thought if he reverted back, he'd revert back to whatever he was like when he was initially granted. Like Billy Baxton was always, well, he's not that. But eventually so Billy Baxton is going to die. I, I didn't, I, but I didn't know he would die if he said, said the word. He's never said Shazam, you know, like for centuries, because if he does, he, he will die because he'll become mortal. He'll be the mortal that he once was. I think, I mean, that's the story that I have known but they may have changed things. Um, I've not seen Shazam, so I don't. Well, Jack, Jack really likes Shazam. I mean, I thought it was okay, Um, but I I think you might like it. It, It's a lot. It's a lot more lighthearted than most DC movies. Yes. Um, With a lot more heart. um, It's fun, you know, but I'm not a hundred percent on board with that movie. It was much as Jack is anyway. And so let's get to the trailer. So they showed the trailer 
for Shazam, Fury of the Gods. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't too impressed with it. Although, like Jack had said, Mary Marvel is kind of cute, you know? She's really uh, <laughs> And it looks like Billy is falling in love with her, you know? Not Shazam, but Billy. Um, I didn't get that from the trailer. I did. You know, like when she touched his face, um, I think he's kind of got a crush on her. Uh, but what I did like, I like I like Helen Mirren. I like that she's in it as the villain. I think that could be pretty cool. I think she's a great actress. He's just too goofy. And, and I said this before, too. He acts younger than the character of Billy Batson. And I just don't like that. Like in that trail, you see his eyes bulging out of his head a little way too much. It's like he's a little kid. He's he's not a teenager. He's like like a preteen, like 10 years old or less than that. And Jack's like kind of smirking and shaking his head. But uh, he knows I'm right. He I, knows I'm right. I, I don't. I, I don't know. I don't think so. I, I, I think you're a little hard on him, but okay. I don't like his hair either. You know, it's like his hair is shorter. He looks thin. Um, now you see, I like the fact that they did them down, that they kind of toned back the uh, over-exaggerated muscle suit. Yeah, but then they should have had him working out like Thor. You know, they should have put him through training, you know, give him a legitimate body. He, Shazam is supposed to be like Superman level type of muscle. Earth's you know? mightiest mortal. Yeah, I, I I loved Shazam growing up, you know, and again they ruined him by making Shazam think like Billy Batson, where before he was a separate entity, he was a god basically, and he had his own personality. He was an adult Shazam, and now they've turned him into a fool. And and I hate that they're doing that with so many of the characters, Shazam. Uh, Thor, the Hulk, I would say, is kind of goofy in the She-Hulk trailer. He's very goofy in the She-Hulk trailer. You know, it, it's just like that they're making a lot of the male superheroes, and I'm going to sound sexist, into idiots. And uh, I, I don't like that. <laughs> you know, Shazam is, should not be an idiot. Like He's supposed to have, what is it, the knowledge of who? The wisdom of Solomon. The wisdom of Solomon. Wisdom of Jack. <laughs> not not the, 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 the word to work. <laughs> Jazam. You know, it doesn't have the same word. Jazam. So, you, so uh, what would you think, Fetter? Did you like that trailer? Well, you didn't see the first one, though. No. But I, I mean, well, you know what? I, I can was... tell you, Fedra's review. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, guess, I think. I, I think I could tell you too, but go ahead. <laughs> I was rolling my eyes because, you know, it has some kind of history, you know, in it where it's talking about him becoming a slave and he was a slave. And yeah, maybe you shouldn't see the first a, one then. <laughs> he becomes a god and all that stuff. It's like uh, it's borderline with a lot of other stories that are either biblical or from some religious aspect so that was rolling my eyes plus like i watched the the trailer and it had like this little mini uh introduction of the rock and like that's where i 100 percent agree with you joe because 
I used to be a fan of The Rock and I used to think that he was humble. And then when I saw this, it changed my entire opinion of him. I mean, he Wait, was are, you talking about, are you talking about the Shazam trailer or the Black Adam trailer? It must be the Black Adam trailer. Yeah, that Sorry. was the Black Adam trailer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that just changed my whole viewpoint of him. So now when I see it, it's more like, oh, great. It's you again. <laughs> like I see him in commercials now. I'm like, oh. Typical, you know, you're just racking up all the money, huh? You just got to be everywhere. You know, you're so insecure that you have to be everywhere. You know, everybody has Preach. to love you. <laughs> Preach, Fedro. <laughs> you know, everybody's got to worship you. You know, I'm just going to look at him and I'll be like, honey, you ain't. You guys can figure that out. <laughs> when, I, when I saw that jackass on stage in his Black Adam costume and they're like, he's levitating. And you can obviously see that he's on a podium. And that they have a smoke machine trying to hide the podium, but they weren't able to. This guy is so full of himself. He's embarrassing. And again, I don't know if I'm going to see the black. Is he married? Do you guys know? He's married. He's got kids. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, I feel sorry for that one. Okay. I don't know. I think he's probably good with his family, but I just think that he's got a very high opinion of himself, um, which is. Not necessarily. I don't know. He might be one of those where he comes home and he's like, I don't do my laundry. I'm the rock. I mean, who knows? You know? I, don't, I don't know. I hope I, not. <laughs> I, I hope not, too. I, I, I have a feeling he's probably good with his family. I, I think he's still with the same wife and he's got kids. But I I, I think that a lot of his uh, arrogance comes from the fact that it's fed to him by all the fandom that loves him. You know, and, and again, it's a, a situation of rose-colored glasses where he can do no wrong. But mm-hmm. you know, like where I see him in movies, it's like so. Basically, the character that was in the Jungle Book and Jumanji are the same character, right? No, they're two different characters. Like, oh, really? Hey, explain to me how are they different? <laughs> you know, because he he doesn't have much acting range, and it, it's not like you know, again, like. Like, I, I think people would be like in shock if he ever showed up in a movie with a mustache on. Like, oh my God, look how much different he looks. He looks the same in every damn movie well, that he's in. I, would, I wouldn't say that he doesn't have that capability. I'm saying that whoever his agent, agent, agent is, or whoever, you know, is lucky surra- guy. If he's surrounded by yes men, like, I don't know, but. <sighs> People should tell him, like, you need to take acting classes. It's never going to happen. And you need to step up your game. Your body is great. Your charisma is great. But that's not selling the character that you're supposed to be. You have to be an actor. You have to embrace the character. Put a little bit of yourself. If I was a little bit, but not 90%. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) If I was his agent and I knew I was getting 10% out of everything he was making, I would say you just can't do any better. You are perfect in every single. Uh, I know he would call me a hypocrite, but 10% of a billion dollars is a lot of damn money. You know, No, Joe, but thank God you're not that because you're not a hypocrite. Well, if the rock is listening, thank God you're not running DC and and you're looking for a new agent. I'm available. (laughs) You know, (laughs) (laughs) and I won't disturb the apple cart at all. You know, just give me my 10% and I'll give you a smile every time I see you. 
I would. And I won't take him to lunch. I don't care how good he supposedly looks. He ain't Keanu Reeves. I don't know if I believe that, you know. And again, I like you a lot, Fedra. But I'm sure if The Rock asked either me, you or Jack to lunch, we'd all go. I'd go hang out at The Rock anytime. Mm. I would too. He'd probably be paid too, which would be cool. Not if he's going to behave like how he was on Black Adam. Hell no. <laughs> I could get my own freaking lunch. If he's like, I was born to be this character. I'd be like, okay, you go ahead, honey. You go have your salad, your steak, or your pancakes, whatever you want. I'm, I'm good. I, what annoys me again about some of the things that he's saying is that he keeps saying that the hierarchy of the DC universe is about to change because of his character. Right. That's, that's troublesome, you know, because again, Black Adam is maybe a C or less character at best. He's not Batman. He is not Superman or Wonder Woman. You know, they should be the leaders of the DC universe just because he is the rock and people think that he could probably run for president and win, which I will say <laughs> it is a very high probability that would happen. That doesn't mean that, you know, he should. His well, character is actor being a president or a governor or something. Whoever heard of that? A mayor. Ronald Reagan was one of the best uh, presidents we ever had, if not the. Anyway, um, I still. Or Arnold or Clint Eastwood. Yeah, Clint Eastwood was mayor of some town. Carlos? Carmel. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I, I forget what that was all about, but. I'm sure he didn't do anything. California. It's very, everybody happy? Yes. All right. <laughs> yeah. And he probably never got out of bed. Um, but uh, yeah, so Jack, you've been quiet. So what do you think? Do you think? Uh, yeah. Would you go out for lunch with The Rock? No, he already uh, said I, he would. I hang out with The Rock anytime. I think it's fun. I think. Uh, I think what we see is an extension of his character from his wrestling days. Mm, very true. I, I don't think in, in real life he's like that. I, I think he's probably much more grounded, you know, but in his, in his public image, he is big, he is loud, you know, and that is exactly what he's going to give him because that's what's made him famous. And, um, He's got that's quite a following. His, that's his deal. That's that's his deal. I think. You know that's that's what gets put forward, and, and, and everybody wants him. Like Disney wants him, Warner Brothers wants him, Universal, Paramount. They all want him. I don't think he has an exclusive contract with anybody because yeah. he knows how much money he can make. He is a draw because you know what he's. You know, some people don't like him, but. I think he's just fun to watch, you know, when he's, when he's doing an interview, you know, most times he's still in character, you know, and it's nice when he does break character and you actually get to see a little bit more of, you know, what he's like. So I, I think all the stuff we're seeing is all part of his character. I, I don't think he's like that, but like, who knows? I could be wrong. I haven't had lunch with him yet. I'll fill you in once, uh, you know, we go out and have a good steak. But uh, it's it, it's 
it's kind of tough because he is in such demand that who knows if if he's a big hit, you know, Warner Brothers is so desperate. They might make, you know, Black Adam the head of the Justice League because they'll have the rock in it and people will go see it. So he's a draw and they're going to feed off of that. I'm surprised that they haven't tried to keep pumping up uh, Jason Momoa. I always, I always say, and yeah. wanting to say Mimosa. Um, Me too. But, you know, I'm surprised, you know, that he's been going through a lot recently, though. What's that? He's been going through a lot. Like he went through a divorce. Um, he got into an accident, I think, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm surprised, you know, that, you know, they haven't announced, you know, like <laughs> the superhero team up of the century, Black Adam and Aquaman. Uh, not because these are two huge characters, but they're both playing. They're both played by actors people enjoy watching. You know, so I'm surprised that hasn't come up yet because, you know, somebody's wheels are churning at Warner Brothers. You know, that maybe they're looking at maybe could turn this into the next Batman versus Superman. Who knows? Um so I wouldn't mind if maybe The Rock was Bane, you know? I mean, he's got that yeah, steroid got that look, yeah. pump body, you know, where, you know, at least he could have fought Batman. But yeah, I just don't like what they're doing. It's like. Yeah, I mean, like I said, Black Adam just isn't the character. I like the character in the way that, you know, you like Namor because he's the snarky tough you know he's he's strong but he's snarky and you're not sure if he's a good guy or a bad guy but i always remember him in the comics as the snarky bad guy and since they announced the rock was playing him you know they kind of changed that personality in the comic to suit the movie so it's not surprising that they're, they're trying to pump him up so yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, but it, it does come off as that, like DC is like, all right, here's the rock. That's all we got. You guys should be happy with that. That should be enough to fill your appetite, you know. Butts and, in the seat. The what's rock, that? Get butts in the seat. Yeah, but but it, I don't think it did though. I think people. Well, the whole thing too is there was a huge rumor that Henry Cavill was supposed to make the announcement that he was coming back as Superman, and I, I did read up on that. Apparently, he's unwilling right now to come back. Um, I think he wants more money and creative control. And uh, I, I don't blame him because they really screwed him over. You know, like they, he was good in Man of Steel. Uh, it deserved a sequel. It made a decent amount of money. You know, they did Batman v Superman, but it wasn't really a proper sequel to Man of Steel. And then out of the blue, they announced oh, yeah, we're going with the new Superman. J.J. Uh, Abrams is doing, and he's going to be black, you know? So Henry Cavill, that's how Henry Cavill knew he wasn't coming back. But then when these new guys came on, they put the kibosh in that, and they're like, no, no, we want Superman to be the, the center focus of the DC universe. He should have been all along, and I don't know what you guys were doing, but he should be the center focus right now. And now Henry Cavill's like, huh. Eh. Really? Well, you're going to have to 
cough up a lot more money than what you're offering me. And it's possible they might just say, ah, the hell with you. We'll go with somebody else, you know, especially. I'd love to see him back as Superman. I would too. I think he's a good Superman. I think he just needs a a more lighthearted story where he, you know, he's helping a a girl get her kitty out of her tree, you know, or something where it's less that, well, Superman isn't supposed to be gloomy and mopey. Yeah, you know, it's like... You want a happy Superman. Like, you know, his dad goes to save his dog during a tornado, and he just sits there and does nothing <laughs> except for cry. You know, it's like, no, that's not Superman. I think that's one of the things I don't think Superman being Superman would put keeping his secret ahead of saving a life. Especially his father's life. Especially his father's life, someone who he's, you know, has a familiar bond bond with. And he's so damn fast, he could have done it so quick and nobody would have noticed. Yeah. Oh, we got swept up by the wind and landed yeah. somewhere. You know, he's Superman. He could come up with that. But right. Zack Snyder knows best. Mm, yeah, exactly. Speaking of that, Jim Lee did say that the Snyder versus Kaput now. That I guess after the Flash movie, it will be gone forever. Good. <laughs> I don't think that's a bad thing. All right, let's get into Marvel. So Marvel was a big thing. I didn't expect much from them, and they really delivered. Like maybe a little too much, actually. Um, I'll just get the small things out of the way. Uh, they release an I Am Groot trailer, which is like a Disney Plus show. All I think all these things are Disney Plus stuff. I Am Groot, Spider Man Freshman Year, What If Season Two, and Marvel Zombies are all going to be on Disney Plus. And they're basically all animated stuff. Um, I did mention to you guys, Spider-Man freshman year takes place before Civil War. So he's going to have his piece of crap costume on throughout the whole series, which I'm not interested at all. If you're not going to look like Spider-Man in your own Spider-Man cartoon, I'm not going to bother watching it. It's kind of like, let's watch a series about Peter Parker before he gets bitten by the spider. People will watch that. No, they're not. They're not going to watch that. And I don't think they're going to watch Spider-Man freshman year either. Well, I'm, you know, I'm kind of disappointed they're going this route as well, because it's Spider-Man. You want to see him in the costume. You want to see him fighting his rogues gallery. You know, like he's not going to start coming up against, you know, all the villains that we know, you know, before he puts the suit on. And the fact that like, oh, Norman Osborn is there. Okay, Norman Osborn's there. Uh, he's not the Green Goblin. He's just a rich, rich businessman guy. He's a rich African-American businessman. Yeah. Like, okay, so, what, so what's interesting about him then? What makes Norman Osborn interesting is that he's got a split personality, you know, where the other personality is a crazy guy crazy guy who dresses up like a goblin and screws with Spider-Man. You know, what we're seeing is like, uh, what are we going to do? And now here's, we join Norman Osborn in the boardroom. No, no, you're right. Because we have been on a Zoom call. You know, we, like- we haven't seen, <laughs> we haven't seen Tom Holland's uh, Green Goblin in the movie. So we're not going to see the Green Goblin in the animated series. Right. 
Exactly. Because, you know, I mean, it's uh, all I all I could see is Norman Osborn is there to introduce Harry. You know, he's going to be Harry's dad. Yep. You know that maybe may doing some, of, you know, we're bad schemes. See, uh, Harry make an appearance. Yeah. No, they can't be roommates. Hmm. They can't be roommates. Yeah, they're too young. Well, no, because he's best friends with uh, Ned. Yeah, but they, they he didn't like Harry didn't show up until like kind of further in. Like he there was a redheaded guy in the background who would sometimes make comments, but yeah, but this is different. Harry didn't really show up until like the later part of Ditko. I, I know, but I'm just saying Ned is here. Ned was never there when they first did Spider-Man. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, they, he was there much later and he was a bad guy. Um, but mm, yeah, well, he was, he was the jerky boyfriend of Betty Brandt. <laughs> oh, was he, was he really in the comics? He was uh, the boyfriend of Betty Brandt. Yeah, and you know, and uh, he ended up marrying her in the comics. Oh, maybe that's why they were together on the plane in uh, Far From Home. You didn't know that? I did not know that. Oh my gosh! Me what do you mean? Oh my gosh! Hmm. I-, I knew about Black Adam and Shazam, my friend. I'm I'm not taking that away from you, mm. but I'm just surprised. I mean, Betty Brant has been around and more prominent and more Spider-Man stories than Black Adam anywhere except for Shazam. The most, I, the most I know of Betty Brandt, honestly, is through, you know, that that 1967 Spider-Man series, because she was she was the only girl in that series. There was no Mary Jane. There was no Gwen Stacy. She Stacey. was in all three, all three Tobey Maguire movies. Betty Brandt? Oh, she was in the background. She was at the Bugle. You barely saw her out of the office. I thought know. she was funny in it, but okay. no, she was cute. You know, it was that. Uh... She was. She was a good, playful character. Who's yes. that? Good? All right. I, I love the bit with "Take your medicines." No, oh, that was good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not, right, well, that, not that one. Like I said, those yeah. four series—they're going to suck. They're just going to be. It's going to say new to Disney Plus, and then we'll click on it. We'll watch it, and it's like, ugh, why am I subscribing to this? Are they just going to give me something good? That's all I want. I just want something good. All right. You know, if you're going to make a series, just make it good, please. It's like, instead of waste of money. Okay. I think, and I don't know if I'm rushing you here on your list, but I think She-Hulk looks like it's- No, we're about to do it right now. Okay. All right. So what are your thoughts on She-Hulk? They did show a trailer. I I like the trailer. Um, I know the Hulk is goofy, but- you know what? This is this is him hanging around with his cousin. They're just having fun and they're playing pranks on each other. Um, I don't have a problem with him being. Well, let me ask you. Bad. You know more. I mean, I know more of the She Hulk. When for me, I was first introduced to her. I think in the Fantastic Four. You know when she was on that. Which was team. a good introduction. Um, but does she change back into what is her name? Uh, yeah, she could. She can change at will, back and forth between Jennifer Walters, well, her human self and her big green self. Oh, I thought that she was 
There wasn't at some point where she was just She-Hulk constantly? Um, no, but there was a point, I think, when she was first introduced. She was first introduced as the Savage She-Hulk. And it was kind of similar where, you know, when she got angry, she hulked out. Mm. But uh, I'm not sure when she really got control of being able to change back and forth. But um, it's sort of it's sort of like where when we first met the Hulk, you know, whether it was. Ed Norton or Mark Ruffalo, you know, he was always angsty about the Hulk, you know, until he finally merged and then he started to accept it. Um, it's Edward ben, Norton, by ben the way. Walters kind of, her series has always been, she loves being the She-Hulk, you know. And uh, I remember they did a storyline because she was staying in her She-Hulk form too much that you know, because of that, she started losing the ability to switch back to Jen Walters. Nice. Okay. You know, so what did you think of the trailer, Fedra? I really liked it. I, I'm really excited to see it because it, it is very playful and it's nice to see like all these conflicts that she's having, whether it's the right. clothes or running into stuff and, and then her whole like, bantering with the hulk i i like that not just because it's like comedy but you know just to see how the writing is gonna go whether it's in the courtroom or dating or being with your family and dealing with your anger fourth wall too yeah like Like she looks at the camera like what do you think (laughs) yeah i mean i i'm very excited to see it no, I am too. I'm on board with you guys. Uh, I was concerned it was going to be mostly courtroom drama, like L.A. Law or something like that. But it does seem like it's going to be a mixture of things. It's going you're going to see her do superhero stuff. You're going to see her doing you know, her lawyer stuff. But she's also going to go on dates. She's going to hang out with her girlfriends. So I, I think that 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 could work. I hope it does. Um, and again, I, I like lighter stuff. It, it's going to be very funny when she starts defending the supervillains. It, it's just, and that was such a big part of uh, the comic book runs that it's really, really funny. Well, it appears that Matt Murdock is going to be in this too. Like we saw Daredevil. So For a second. <laughs> so he's a, he's no, is he defense attorney? Yeah. He is a defense attorney, right? He's Isn't a defense he? attorney. Yeah. And she's a defense attorney. She's a defense attorney too. And I mean, it's just funny how, you know, they have to come up with defenses for supervillains. You know, like uh, I can just imagine how she's going to defend the abomination. You know, is she going to play off, you know, the gamma madness that, you know, he rages and it's not his fault. It's just the gamma made him do it. I don't know. But here it is. That's if she uses that as defense, what is she going to say? Because she's also infected with gamma ray radiation. So, like I said, it I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, but he's Tatiana Mansley, I'm telling you, Joe, you gotta watch some Orphan Black. The first ain't ain't gonna happen, right? You know, um it 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 shows her 
I have incredibly. No, I have nothing against her. It's just that I don't want to get dedicated to a series that I'm not interested in. Um, also, I would like to say, I know you were commenting about the effects of it. Yeah. I, I'm willing to look past that uh, for a bit. So hopefully it's not going to be too bad in the series. But I do want to say also, I like the fact that she is a little bulky and curvaceous herself. I think it's about time that that's, you know, shown, shown more so that not every woman is a stick and not everyone is every woman's super flexible. Uh, I like this part, but I agree that they really do need to balance that feminine and masculine. I don't want her to be too masculine because that's going to be a turnoff to me. You, you could really, there's a way to do both and show that feminine sass by accidentally, you know, breaking a car door, or, you know, accidentally running into, you know, a wall and making a shape of yourself in it, you know, like it's, there's a way to do that. So I hope that's in the show too. I could see her looking sexy. Um, hey, you know, yeah. comics, you know, she wasn't, well, they did. They just changed her back, you know, for the last couple of years, she's been the beastie looking woman. But prior to that, the She-Hulk was always like a good looking girl. <laughs> you remember uh, Dexter's laboratory and they used to have the justice friends. Yes. And then, and then the Hulk met the She-Hulk, <laughs> the She-Kronk, the Kronk and the She-Kronk. And they fell in love. Uh, that was funny. Um, yeah, no, again, I, I am I am optimistic about it. It's like one of the few things that, not that I'm looking forward to it, but uh, I, I, I'm not not looking forward to it either. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it, it doesn't seem like homework to me, like... Uh, Oh, which show did I hate? A WandaVision, you know? You know, this looks like it could be fun. So I'm on board with that, as long as it's fun. Uh, that's coming out August 17th this year, uh, next month. So uh, Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever. We got to see a trailer for that. Uh, thoughts on that one? So I don't understand why everyone was getting so emotional behind it. When I saw it, I thought it was visually beautiful. I like the fact that in the cuts, you have no idea who is the Black Panther. It gives you this conception of like, who is it going to be? I like that. Uh I more or less like the commemoration of the Black Panther, but I also don't. I understand that has to be done in the storyline. It's just it's been done so many times through what if uh, that I, I'm I'm over that. Like we, we have mourned the character enough to me. Um, sorry if I sound cold, but that's just how I feel about it. Um. I still don't know how I feel if it's a female lead. To me, I still think that it should resonate with the same role. So I feel like it still should be uh, a male panther, not a yep. female panther. Uh, right now, I'm not going to go into the context of the occult messages that are even in the trailer. I will wait until I see the full film. All right. Uh, 
because there's a lot of symbolism there too. Um, I love that one of my favorite characters is still in there. It's the general. She is just totally badass and I love her for it. Uh, I'm interested to know how they replicate like the plant or how they find the plant through Atlantis. Uh, I don't really like the messaging behind it, the synthetic stuff, because then it just reminded me of Monsanto and screw Monsanto. So uh, I know that's totally off the wall, but that's just I have to just sprinkle it in there. Uh, I don't like that they didn't really show Namor. Like they just show his backside and it's like you see his face for about a second or two. Barely. Like I didn't. Like it's going by so fast and I saw it twice. I, I don't really like that. I mean, it's I mean, yeah, he might be very physically physique, but I don't I don't, don't want to see his backside. I want to see the character and see the expression and uh it's interesting, you know, showing the watering Atlantis and then the, you know, going onto the land like that scene was pretty darn cool. Didn't really hype me up that much. I do want to see it, but it's nowhere near for when I saw the Black Panther trailer for the first time. I was like ready. I was like, I want to see this. Like, I can't wait how this plays out. I, I wasn't just- impressed with, with the first Black Panther trailer, but I liked the movie. But the trailer did nothing for me. Really? Hmm. Yeah. I liked the Black Panther trailer. I thought it, I thought it was cool with the music and yeah, uh, a lot of the car scenes in it and stuff. I I thought the tra- that was a good trailer. Usually Marvel trailers suck. I'm sorry. They uh, but they they kind of save the good stuff for the screen, which is I'd rather have that. Okay. Uh, yeah, my. I'm not looking forward to this movie at all. And like I was telling you guys, this just seems like a chick flick, you know, when you think about it, because you got Shuri, you got Black Panther's girlfriend, Lupita Nyong'o. I forget what her name is. You have his mother, you have Oyo, and then you have uh, Ironheart, you know, and it's, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like a Black Panther movie. It, it, they, they should have, I, I think they're going in the wrong direction with this one. I'm almost positive it's going to be Shuri. It's going to be the new Black Panther. But they may be messing with us. Like when we saw that big flash of someone in the Black Panther costume. Because I looked at it a lot, you know, and I was like, well, whoever that person is got kind of thin arms. So it's probably a girl. But then when you look at her butt and her leg, I don't know. You know, it could be a guy. And, and it, they could be manipulating the picture, too, to kind of make it like, well, we're not going to tell you until you see it in the movies, you know? Mm-hmm. So it could be like my my nephew had said that it could be Killmonger. They could somehow bring him back. And now all of a sudden he's a, a good guy. Michael B. Jordan is the new Black Panther. Uh, I don't know if I would like that. I, I liked his character in the movie, but I still don't think he would be the right choice for Black Panther. Um just from his history of who he was in the last movie. And then it could be Umbaku, you know, could be the next Black Panther, but which would be a really nice surprise if they just fooled us all and T'Challa comes out of the woods and is played by another actor. 
and uh, he is the Black Panther. I doubt they're going to do that because they have their heads so far up their ass that they don't give a damn. You know, Disney. And plus, they they had in the beginning. You see the portraits of T'Challa. Yeah, that's true. I know, but it doesn't. That doesn't mean you can't have the Black Panther show up and pull his mask off and oh look, he's back, and it's a totally different person. You you could, (laughs) you know, Uh, oh, you mean like it's a a a different looking person? They could explain that too. It's a different, you know, playing T'Challa, but you know, you've already shown the first actor. You can't kind of rub the audience facing it by substituting a different actor playing the same character later in the movie. Well, maybe Namor throws a squid at his face and it gets stuck on him. And then when he pulls it off, it's a different face because it it messed up with his face. Or this is a way to fix your common complaint of he takes his mask off too much. Just never have him take. Oh yeah. That's another thing too. If it is Shuri, she better keep that mask on a hundred percent of the time. Maybe take it off once to say, Hey, look, it's me, you know, <laughs> but damn it. She better keep that damn thing on because let, let's face it. Another one thing that the mask does, it protects you from getting shot. And if they're going to shoot you anywhere, they're going to shoot you in the head. All right. So keep that damn mask on. If you are Shuri black Panther or any black Panther. Well, if you are the Black Panther, you have to have the full suit on. Otherwise, you're not wearing the full suit without the mask. Yeah. I I wouldn't mind, too, if because, again, like when you saw Endgame, like he comes out, he takes his mask off. Peter Parker just constantly takes his mask off. He should just throw it away. He doesn't need it. Iron Man takes his mask off. They all take their damn masks off. You know, I would just like one of them to say, oh, so hot under there. Thank God I took it off. You know, at least I would give it like some excuse, but it's just so obvious that we're taking our mask off so that the audience can see that it's me, that I'm under the suit. I'm the actor that's being paid $20 million to play this character. And I, you know, you're paying for my face, not for Iron Man's helmet, not for Spider-Man's mask. Yeah. No, but 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 I'm being sarcastic because I don't want to see their faces except when they're in suits like like regular suits, you know, three piece suits and ties and vests and all that, you know. Yeah. Not, yeah. So same goes for Black Panther and whoever the hell else. Although Namor doesn't wear a mask, although he's got he's got green things in his nostrils and in his ears. That's going to annoy me throughout the whole movie. It's totally new age. You know, it's what the kids are doing. I guess so. I don't like that either. You know, uh, you know, they, I, they pierce their lips and their ears and their nose and their eyebrows. You know, they even put them in their cheeks. Yeah. So maybe I'm too old and I'm sorry for insulting anybody. It's just my taste and everything. But yeah, I don't get those nose rings that, you know, go through the like your nostril cavities and all that. Uh, it's, it's like, I don't know what to say. It looks like a bowl, you know, like what they, you know, they put on a bowl. Um and I know that people like it. I just don't get it, you know, and I never got the tongue ring because I was always thinking of infection. And is that going to mess with your taste buds and all that stuff? And why, why do you need a piece of metal? I have one of those. That's, that's not so bad. Actually, I don't, <laughs> yeah. but uh, no, that I don't mind. Cause you really don't see it, you know, but the, the loop thing, it just reminds me of a bowl, you know? And Namor, 
It looks like he sn- he sneezed and he forgot to wipe his nose. It's green. It's gross. Whoever designed that should be shot. Well, maybe not shot. All right. Pull it back a little bit. Not shot. But he shouldn't, he shouldn't be working at Marvel. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sure that's some kind of Mayan design, but who the hell cares? Namor is not Mayan. He's Asian, first of all. Like I, I'm going to fight this to what? death. Namor is Asian. No, I meant the other. You, you said he shouldn't be looking like what? He, it looks like he's got snot in his nose. Like he, he sneezed and he forgot to wipe his nose. Did you see what he looks like? He's got those green things. Yeah, in they, his they made the the rocks like really raw and giant. So. I can kind of see what what you're saying. I mean, I like how the ears look. That looks more That's authentic there. But yeah, the nose part. I mean, wouldn't that be really heavy and stuff? You know, like I'm always thinking of the logical, even though it's a film. You know. Yeah, and I think that's going to be throughout the whole film. I think the audience is going to laugh every time they see his face. I hope not. Well, that but- defeats the purpose of him being a villain. He's supposed to be scary. Yeah, but he's but like when you're talking and you got two long green things coming out of your nose, it, you know, it's going to make you less threatening, especially if you're supposed to be like a humanoid. Right. Wouldn't you also say that that's kind of demeaning the indigenous people by exaggerating that? Isn't that kind of poking fun at it and making it ridiculous instead of actually doing it seriously just to play devil's advocate, you know, for the representation of the woke? I think it's some sort of stupidity thing where they're like, they're trying to say, well, he needs us to breathe outside of when he's on the surface, when he's not in the water. Um, no, and that's the thing again. Why do we have to have all these masks with the Atlantans? Can't they just have their fins and their gills? And why do they have to have masks? Really? They're not even well, going to wear them they anyway. Them what they, and they have them in the comics when they are above ground. The, your typical Atlantean can't, you know, breathe air. He's got like a okay. globe okay. on his head. Okay. Yeah, actually, well, uh, if it's in the comics, then I'm happy. With the, with the classic fishbowl on their head filled with water. I remember. I like, I like the fishbowl then. Why do they have to have it like a small respirator thing? It actually reminded me of a, an old horror movie, uh, Hellraiser, when they had those like gag things with the leather and stuff. No, it reminded like, me of, like, no, no, no. we cannot breathe with air and on the surface. <laughs> Yeah, or like in Dune, do in Dune when they had those things in their nostrils like that. That's what it looks like. Like to me, it just doesn't look appealing at all. It doesn't make me want to look at them. I liked Sue Storm with the globe on her head whenever Namor would kidnap her. I just got to put that two cents in there. Yeah, vice versa. They always had to wear those, <laughs> those helmets when they went undersea as well. Yeah. Uh, you were saying, I think, Joe, uh, when we were texting that, you know, is this supposed to be the origin story of Ironheart? So it's going to segue into her own film or is she having a series? Well, her series is not going to come out until next year. So this will segue into her series. Which is stupid. They, they really... She's got no business being there, you know, because like Jack had said, she basically she lives in Queens or she lives in New Jersey. I think she was in Queens. Yeah. yeah what the hell she's is on she this doing internship, there? apparently. Yeah, probably. She's a big fan of Wakanda and they're opening up. Uh, there was like a special after COVID, you know, so she bought 
tickets to go down there and just check it out. I I don't know. But I mean, how heavy handed was the, you know, uh, little heart design being pounded out of a sheet of <laughs> metal? Oh, you know what? I missed that, you know, but I'll have to watch that again. Really? Um, I saw that was a groaner moment. I probably was rolling my eyes. That's why I missed it. Um, but yeah, I wasn't impressed with the trailer. I This is not going to do Black Panther business. I think that a lot of people are going to... Uh, and not going to be happy with the film. And I think Disney's going to look like idiots and they should have just recast uh, Chad McBoseman. Um, now, I disagree. I think people are going to see the movie and it's going to be one of these, everybody's going to be like, yeah, it was good. Even if it wasn't because they're going to, they don't want to be labeled. Mm. Like when the first one came out, I was not a fan, you know, and I half expected, I had heard people being told the old, well, you don't like Black Panther because you're racist. I said, no, I, I, you know, I had other problems with the movie. And I think it's going to be the same thing. People are going to be afraid not to like the movie because they're going to be labeled. And it's too bad because once again, we're not allowed to disagree with each other. Yeah. Yeah, and, and to Fedra's point, too, like I did go on the internet and I went into the woke sites and the comments of these people, like, I'm crying. I'm crying right now and I can't stop crying. And then so many people saying, this is the best trailer that Marvel has ever put out. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, come on. That's like wearing rose-colored glasses. Uh, you know, you should be ashamed that you can't judge something independently without it agreeing to your agenda or, or to your politics and all that. You should just view something for what it is, not for what you think is more important to be accepted, but just to view it as it is. And I think that these people are a bunch of idiots and yes, they will go see the movie, but you know what? They're not enough to make this movie into the, the billion dollar range. Cause I, I don't think that's going to happen. And I think part of the problem too, is, you know, you know, the first black Panther was a, was a, an event. It was an event because we had really the first black superhero. And again, I remember going and, and I saw a lot of black families in the audience and it was great. I felt really good, you know, just to see kids enjoying it, seeing people like them up on the screen. I thought it was awesome. And then it, it went on to make a lot of success, success at the box office. But a lot of it had to do with the fact that it was a good movie. I mean, you had good characters in it. Chadwick Boseman was excellent as the Black Panther, you know, and the supporting cast was pretty good. And then you had a good villain. I mean, that's what's important. I, I think that they can't discount the fact that Killmonger was such a good villain because there was part of him, and this was before they did this with all their damn villains, where they tried to give them a side story that, well, he's a bad guy, but look at the life he went through. And, and he's just misunderstood and all that. And yeah, it was heartbreaking, you know, what, what he went through as a child and how he became who he was. And, it, you know, he, was, he is a very good villain in, in the Marvel Universe. Um, he was, but he I don't, was a good villain. He, and you know what? It showed you didn't have to redeem the villain. You know, yeah. he, he was... He was good that, okay, you know what? He had a tough life and I'm sure it sucked being him, yeah. but how he dealt with that <laughs> made him into the villain. 
Yeah. Now, it didn't, it should never have excused why he turned out like that. You, you kind of saw why he turned out like that, but didn't it, it wasn't used as an excuse of why he was like that. Well, I th- that's why I don't like the undertones of that film, but also the new one. I'll be as brief as I can. Uh, when you when you see that of Killmonger, it's also showing, as well as with the tribes, uh, black on black crime. It's really a nice indication of showing that in this film. Uh, and then it also shows the the perpetuate, you know, showing of the strong male figure dying or being in jail or being locked up or being, you know, done in a, in a wrong way. And now in this film, it's now showing, you know, the personification of even the single, you know, African-American mother or daughter or wife having to mourn and suffer and go through this and now has to be, you know, this independent, you know, pillar of the society to keep everything together. Like it's, you know, those undertones there are, you know, something where I don't know who wrote it, but, you know, you got to be careful of that because you're then summing up, you know, the community well, and I, you can't, you can't play both sides. You can't, no. you can't do those kind of undertones and then be woke and be like, well, if you point it out or you don't like it, you're racist. It's like, well, but then why is that in the film? And why do you have African voodoo in there and all this stuff? Like, you don't have to show that. I love the fact that they convey like African royalty. Like, thank goodness it's about freaking time. But you don't have to put those dark undertones in there either. But you this could is rewrite being, it, you know? But this is being written by by black writers and it's being directed by a black director. So I don't think it's just Disney pushing all of this stuff. So I it's I hope not. So. Yeah, I, I don't I, I don't think that there's a bunch of white writers like saying it's like, oh, we need to do this. We need to do that, you know, and all that stuff. And, you know, I, I think that it has gone through a lot to be authenticized. Uh, so I'm OK with that. Um, but that's where I mean, like it's I like what would get a rise out of me. And I don't know if that's me now being woke, but it's like, you know, pushing those buttons deliberately. It's not fair either, you know, like why couldn't, you know, I think they did. Uh, oh, what was that guy? That was uh, the Australian dude where he's like an arms dealer and he's looking oh, for the vibranium. Like that was a great part of it in there. Like I liked that. Like why couldn't we have like Russian or China or the Middle East get involved to show that diversity there that would make sense it's about the control of the vibranium it's about taking the the plant and and utilizing that power and and not showing it you know in a way that it's either you know black or white or it's black on black you know what i mean like that i would like in the writing so i don't know how they're gonna play it into this next film and how you know the woman is going to be the role of the panther or or I mean, I will truly be upset also if they try to turn Killmonger good. Like, I, I, I agree that he needs to stay where he's at. He played the character. He's so, dead. Yeah, he played so well that, like, he even reminded me of people I grew up with in Chicago. Like, it was just, it hit me so close. I was like, wow, like, I, I get it, dude. But that ain't the right way of doing things either. But they also they killed or they destroyed all of the plants that gave the Black Panther its power, you know. So 
if Shuri is going to say, but look what I have, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm going to go, oh my God, you know. Or I have uh, like the last piece of the cell yeah. of some gene to resurrect T'Challa it. gave it to me. Or, yeah, or, <laughs> for safekeeping. <laughs> you know, just in case. All right, well, let's get on to the next one. So next one. So that one's coming out November 11th uh, this year, Black Panther. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. That is actually... So Wakanda Forever is the end of phase four. Ant-Man and the Wasp is the beginning of phase five. And uh, I, I think that they kind of hit the brakes in this one because this was, I don't think it was intended for them to eight, end phase four so early, but I think that they realized that we need to just put this nightmare behind us and, and move forward, you know? Because I, I think they decided they needed to write the ship. Yeah. Because they're like, it was going... Phase four has been rough, and they needed. It's like, hey, you know what? If we're going to start connecting things again, we have to start soon. We can't do this very slow boil because they're going too slow with the boil. You know, they had to turn up the heat a bit. So I think that's why. I think there's probably major rewrites going on with Ant Man to get things back on track. Well, that's going to introduce Kang and he's going to pay a huge role. And I think that they're calling phases five and six, the, the multiverse saga, which I'm not too thrilled about. Yeah. Um, I saw a sneak peek. I don't know if it was legit or not, but I did. Oh, you did. I mean, yeah. Of, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I, I'm really not looking forward to this movie. I just, I'm not a fan of the Ant-Man movies. I mean, they're okay. Um, but they're, to me, they're just like Disney Plus series. It's like, they're there. I didn't need them, but they're there. I think they're the most creative I've seen out of all the well, it's fine. Marvel I mean, it's- films. That's why I like it. It's just different. There are some parts where are a little corny and a little cheesy. Sometimes they hit right. Sometimes I'm like, did you really need to add that? No. So I'm, I mean, I'm still a fan. So I'm, 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 I want to see it. I'm actually willing. I think if I had to choose, which one am I going to be ready to go to the theaters for? It would be more Ant-Man than Wakanda forever from the trailer. And I already saw like a little sneak peek. Oh, really, Jack? Do you? Yeah. What did you you say? I agree a hundred percent. I'm the opposite. I actually think I'd rather see Wakanda forever. Ah, oh, we all defer. We've out outnumbered the Joe. Well, I have. Yeah, I, hope we, I have I veto hope power. More of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <crew>. Veto power. <laughs> Calm down there, Fedra. <laughs> Glad I made you laugh. Would you say, Jack? No, I hope we see more of his crew in this one. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, they're, they're very funny. Yeah, they were pretty good. Um, but yeah, it's just that's one of those movies that is supposed to be a comedy. That series, I would feel that's more of a comedy where where Thor should be a little more serious. Ant-Man should be a little more fun. I guess Guardians is in the middle. Guardians, too. That should be fun, too. And you're right. But, you know, Disney needs to lighten up on the comedy a little bit. Um but yeah, 
So that one's coming out February 17th, 2023. Uh, next one that they announced, well, they're just kind of letting us know that this is still part of phase five. Secret Invasion is going to air on Disney Plus in spring of 2023. This is another story I care less about. I mean, what bothers me the most about this is that we're going to see scrolls and they're going to be taking the bodies of C-level superheroes that we don't give a damn about. Like, I think it would be interesting if Steve Rogers, Captain America was still alive and 12 years after all the movies came out, we find out he was always a scroll, you know? <laughs> um, but to have like Maria Hill be a scroll, I don't care. You know, that's how I feel about it. I just, I, I guess I'm going to watch the series, but I, I don't think it's going to be much fun. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think the biggest, the most fun this movie is going to be is figuring out who is a scroll and who is not. It's not a movie. It's a TV series. I mean, the TV show. I think that's going to be the major fun of it. Hmm, could be. Because honestly, in the comics, they turned Tony Stark into such a jerk after Civil War. I was sure he was a scroll. But nope. But no, he wasn't. But then I thought he was being hypnotized by the super scroll. But no, Tony Stark, Tony Stark was just being a jerk. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's something we'll have to watch, I guess. Uh, back to the movie. So Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. May 5th, 2023. Now, they did show a trailer, but we didn't get to see it because the special effects were not complete. But uh, they showed, uh, according to those that were attending it, uh, Gamora's in it, but she's now, I don't know if she's the head of the Reavers or she's in there. Uh, we also They also got to see Adam Warlock for the first time. And I mean, I saw the guy playing Adam Warlock, but... He was just dressed in a suit. He wasn't all gold and shiny and stuff. Well, yeah, but I don't think that was from the trailer. Yeah, and then, you know, picture of Baby Rocket for two seconds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is supposed to be Baby Rocket. Who the hell cares? I guess that's a flashback. They'll, they'll go into his origin story, which means he's probably going to die, especially since this is the last guardians movie james gunn has confirmed that that's it this is it no more after that which i think is good trilogies are are fine any thoughts fedra i don't really know much about the scrolls well they're not in this one no this is guardians of the galaxy volume three well they, they should have sprinkled scrolls in Are, all over the place. Is the film going to take from the start of Thor? Or is that separate? I think we asked that last time, too. It, it, Thor was probably just, again, they, they, they got sick of him. They kicked him off the ship and they left. <laughs> and they went on their own adventure. You know, they're back to being the Guardians, like what they should be. What I didn't like in that is James Gunn's brother is... Uh, what's that character with the spike on his head? Um, you know, 
Well, he was uh, Yondo's second in command, but not but not Yondo. But but what is that character called? Right, have- I forget his name. But he's got the fin on his head now. I don't like that. Hmm. But it's his brother. It's you know nepotism. You know, it's like yeah, he because he was in Suicide Squad too. Um. And he didn't need to be in there. It's like, yeah, it's nice, your brother, and all that stuff, but don't make him a, a lead character. It, it's, I think, you know, the Guardians were perfect the way that they were. Yeah, um, I agree. You know, they're kind of missing Gamora, but even like when they added Mantis, Mantis was is just so much fun, you know, because mm-hmm. she's kind of like, uh, not necessarily a baby, but she's very childlike, you know, and her enthusiasm and all that, which I love about her. And it's and, funny how they play her off with with uh, Drax, who is just yeah, he's half crazy himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, I loved I love both the first one and the second one, and for different reasons. So I, I'm definitely like I would say that's the t- out of the Thor that was like my next one that I'm really looking forward to. So if I could rate it, I would probably say I want to see Guardians, then Ant Man. Then Wakanda Forever. I would agree. I that's what I'm looking forward to the most was Guardians Three because I love the first two. Agreed. So, okay. all right. So after that, they announced Echo again. Uh, that is coming yeah. summer of 2023, and Daredevil and Kingpin uh, will be in this. You know, which is no surprise. But the whole thing I, I asked you guys, would we be watching this if Daredevil and Kingpin were not in this? Yep. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. Yeah. And that's what I think that they do is they realize that we don't have any audience. That's kind of like, again, when they brought in Darth Vader into the Obi-Wan series. It's like, we'll get more people to watch if we bring Darth Vader back and he fights with Obi-Wan, even though it doesn't make any sense. But, you know. People want to see why fun. it doesn't make any sense. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Well, and I, I think a lot of people want to see Daredevil more. So maybe this just gives them another reason. Like, yeah, I mean, Echo by itself, I, I didn't get depth from the character. You know, it was she was great as a side villain, not as big as Kingpin, but a side villain. Nonetheless, that was fine. But I agree. I don't. I don't see why she needs her whole series, but Hey, if this is going to get me more of daredevil, so be it. I see now probably get in trouble with this, but I would get a kick out of it. If daredevil meets echo and, uh, (laughs) and she's telling him, I can't hear you in sign language and he can't see her (laughs) do sign language. That would Uh, be a funny skit. I think that's legit. But I'm sure he so many people. see her, though. Oh, he could see her sign language with his radar. Make out. <laughs> I swear, if he knows how to do sign language, that's it. I'm throwing well, it on my maybe, comic books. Um, maybe he could, if she makes a sound, maybe he could hear her. Like in Morse code? Yeah, maybe. I don't know if she knows Morse code. Um, but I don't know. I, I just think it's they're pushing it. You know, it's like. We, we have to get a, a blind superhero and a deaf superhero together and show that they are by far the best superhero team ever invented in the history of any Marvel comic book ever. 
Well, she needs to stay a villain then. I don't want her to be redeemed. That will make mm. it even worse. Like, Sorry, lady. She's going to be a hero. No. <laughs> I want to see evil women stay evil. <laughs> oh, she's going to want to get the kingpin after what happened. And I'm sure she'll team up with Daredevil. Ah, uh, you, but yeah, I would say, I think we, I could speak for all of us where I think that this is the series that we're all looking the least forward to. Well, maybe what if I think would be the least. Mm. What I think if it's a very, two? very close tie. No, I would. Or we Loki. Don't, we don't know what's going to be in what if. You know, th- there could be some good stories yet, but uh, I would say Echo because again, she's not really. She's, I guess, she's a new superhero for me because I really didn't know much about her. But she just seems boring, and you know, it's more virtual signaling. Um, I, I just hate when they do that crap. That's you know, I, and again, I I didn't read Eternals in the comic books either. Was that character in Eternals in the comic books, Jack? I. I don't know. I I never quite got the Eternals in the comics. I've tried to read it several times at different runs, and I just I just can't get into them. Nah, I didn't. I didn't like the design of them. You know, I I, I but I have a feeling that she wasn't deaf. You know, and I think that some big wig at Disney was like, can we make one of the characters deaf and one of the characters fat and one of the characters is gay. And it's okay. If that same character is this, <laughs> that person is the same character. Uh, and what else do we need to do? You know, like they, they checked every box to make sure that it was uber diverse. Um, anyway, let's move on. Echo summer, 2023 mark your calendars, folks. Ugh. To take a vacation on those days. Oh, then then we get Loki season two, summer of 2023. Ugh, same, same. I wonder if they're going to be playing around the same time or if it's like right after each other. But yeah, I am not looking too forward to. I think it's going to continue right where it left off. I think it's going to be terrible. Ahead. I'm not. I'm. I'm not hopeful at all. It's going to be terrible. Who is that, that that talking computer thing? You know, like it was animated that was in the Loki series. Oh, the little clock? Yeah. They make such a big deal out of her, you know. And again, I I I guess some people just love everything. And and I, I hear people online going, it's like, oh, I'm so happy she's coming back. It's like, who cares? <laughs> you know. <laughs> It's that's, I, I, that's like Mr. DNA in Jurassic. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't think she's a significant really? character. You know, that she made her break broke that season. You know, I think it's but, kind of tough to even call it a character. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We're moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Moving right along. So uh, the Marvels, which is the sequel to Captain Marvel. Moving right along. <laughs> Coming out July 28th, 2023. And that's going to see Miss Marvel join the cast from the series that you guys didn't watch. And also Monica Rambeau. <laughs> yeah. So those are the Marvels. The, the three of those ladies. Another chick flick, by the way. Um, I don't know who the villain is. 
I have a feeling it's going to be a female villain. It'd be kind of cool if they brought the Badoon in. I don't know anything about Captain Marvel's villains. Does she have cool villains? She has some good ones. I mean, uh, Dr. Minerva is cool. But, uh, that sounds like a DC Gemma, Gemma Chen is now playing an Eternal. I don't know if they'll bring her back. Oh, so she was actually a villain. What's that? So she was actually a villain, that character. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. You know, and, um, you know, she has like powers very, very close to uh, Carol Danvers. But she's also like a evil geneticist. So like she likes to go to planets just to see how she can genetically warp the inhabitants just to see what happens. Like she's really that kind of like evil scientist kind of villain. That's sad because I, I like that actress. I hate to think that she'd be playing a villain. She was she was the only good part of Eternals, really. And Icarus. I like those two. I kind of liked her in Captain Marvel. It's just she didn't have all that much to do. She didn't do anything. She was what? In it for like two minutes? I like her. She's a good actress, but yeah, she needs more time. Yeah. Um, Like I said, the the weird thing is, like we spoke about last week, is if they make this partly into a musical, I I think it's going to rub a lot of fans the wrong way. I think they're, again, they're trying to attract the frozen and the Encanto crowd into seeing this movie, but I think it might turn away Marvel fans that That's haven't. Just, yeah. That sounds terrible. I would not want to see that. Yeah. I, th- I think it's going to be very, very cringy. Uh, like Brie Larson. I have a feeling uh, she was in that um, Scott Pilgrim and she sang in there. So she, I think she, can which s- one Scott Pilgrim uh, Scott Pilgrim. Um, you know that Scott Pilgrim. I can't. Think. Yeah, I'm trying. I I don't remember her. In she it, was uh, she was the uh, one of the evil. Uh, no, she was. You know, you know, like how uh, she looked Brand- like the Rocker Twins. Yeah, no, Brandon Roth was the bass player that he fought against. Uh, that was his girlfriend. You know, he she was the leader of the band, and she went oh, out yes. with Scott. She went out with Scott. I forget the name of their band. Uh, but no, she was, uh, she sang, you know, she was a lead singer of the band and it was named after her too. the band. I just don't remember it, but okay. uh, I, haven't, I haven't seen it. It's not on that often. I haven't. It's on, it's on Netflix sometimes. Sometimes it's on Netflix. I like that movie. It's in, I have it on 4k and uh, yeah, it's good. It's fun. It's a good film to watch when you go on a date. I'd say that. It's kind of funny with all the relationships and all the the jokes in there. It's a good one. Yeah, I, I hated it when I first saw it, but then the more I watched it, I started to like it. And I like Mary Elizabeth Winstead too. I think she's kind of cute. Um, Brandon Ruth bit puts hysterical. <laughs> with the vegan police. The vegan police. <laughs> it it's definitely has a lot of charm, but it, it's not for everybody. Um, so after that blade, November 3rd, 2023, and I, I never seen any of the blade movies. There's been three of them. Never was interested in them. Cause I feel like 
where Jack loves Dracula in Marvel comics, I feel vampires have no place whatsoever in Marvel or DC comics. See, I love old school Blade because I am a fan of Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes has this aura like Samuel Jackson. He gets into that scene and he is just going to rip your head off. And I really love that he was Blade with a chip on his shoulder of being half of this terrible thing of being a vampire and lusting of blood. Did you see all of them? At least the first two. I don't know if I saw the third one. So I got it. I saw saw the the first two. I never got to see the third one. Trinity. Yeah. Trinity. I didn't see. I could see them all over again, quite honestly, but I'll watch them. My, my, oh, that'd be a good thing to all of us critique. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I th- like at least like to upcoming it for the new one. But that's my my worry is I don't want him to be soft. If they make him too soft, well, no, 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 play... you're not going to have that. Because first of all, like I said, Marshall Ali, Ali, he's going to be playing Blade. He's an awesome actor, and I am down with that. I I was not in favor of a Blade reboot, but that he is playing Blade, I'm all for it. So that's that's probably if I had to rank, uh, you know, my excitement, it would be in the top five. You, you know, I wonder if they're going to bring uh, the Black Knight into that with them. Well, didn't he? Um, he was the voice. Uh, he was the, the voice in the end scene. So yeah, they could, but who cares? I don't know who the Black Knight is. Don't care. Don't care if I ever see him again. Okay. I right, Fedra? I mean, I do like that actor. So it would be nice to see him again. But I think we need more more depth into that character. Because, yeah, we saw him for like a minute. And then that's it. So I don't know how they... How would they... Uh, Jack, how would they connect him with, with Blade? Who is he going to be hunting? Morbius? Or- um... No, don't oh, say that. that. He's that. done. He's done. No, 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 no. I hope so. Well, I mean, the, the Black Knight has a super natural element to it because the sword is cursed. So that ties into the whole, can probably tie somehow into the whole vampire scene. Ooh, somehow. maybe werewolves? Ooh, nice. Oh, I, supposedly they're doing a werewolf by night Halloween yeah. show. They didn't announce that, but it is in development, apparently. Yeah, they, they, they've mentioned that prior. So who knows? Maybe vampires versus werewolves. Well, because the sword, if it's silver, that is what would kill werewolves as well, based on the myth. So that would know. be a nice segue. I don't think this. No, the sword is the, the sword is not silver. I don't know what's made of, though. It's uh, called the ebony blade. Ebony. Well, I got to say, Fedra, knowing you the way I know you and for as long as you've been on this podcast, for you to be affectionate towards the Blade series has me completely stumped. Because, uh, yeah, because it's it's a different it's a different time. I mean, I I saw that when it came out. So that was a bit ago. But Um, that has got to have a lot of satanic stuff in it. 
and oh, it does, and darkness. And- you know what I would love if Blade was set in like the seventies. Yeah, ain't gonna happen. The character when he showed up in the comics, it was right smack in the middle of the jive and funk time. You know, like even even spoke like Luke Cage used to speak. <laughs> you know, sweet Christmas. You know, all all that crazy stuff. So, I think it would be cool if Blade was set in the seventies, but I don't think it'll happen. Yeah, I mean, Joe just. To respond more, I mean, that was back when I was watching every horror film ever made. So definitely that's a they're very dark and they even show, you know, human harvesting in uh, in the first one for sure. So uh, I, I really just liked how they played the character. And like I said, I was a big fan of Wesley Snipes. I saw a lot of Wesley Snipes films. I like Wesley uh, Snipes, too. So, yeah. you know, he he is definitely someone i would love to like sit down and just like hear of his life really i would i don't know why but i want to they um, have to play do a cameo somewhere along the line i i think they will too i hope um, so no i i heard he was crazy though on the set of blade though on blade three specifically um he stayed in his trailer he stayed in character he was a nightmare to work with um Nobody was happy with them on the set, but I do really like, I liked Wesley Snipes, Snipes, uh, Wesley Snipes back in the day, Demolition Man, White Man Can't yeah. Jump. Yep. Um, I, you know, I think there should have been more Wesley Snipes movies than what we saw. And I'm sure there were a lot more, but um, just a lot, a lot better, more like box office, bigger box office uh, movies. I, I wish they would have done with him. He's cool. Mm, oh, so when I said that Echo is probably the worst one, you, you guys are right. I might be wrong because uh, we're getting to a couple that might top it. Um, Ironheart, fall of 2023. It's going to be a Disney Plus series. Moving right along. I wish I knew the rest of them up at song or I'd keep singing. Yeah, I looked it up. Uh, U.S. Marshall, so good in that. I didn't New, see that one. New Jack City. I never saw that one. I, I really should. That's a good that one. one. He is he is dangerous. And then he He's dresses in... he dresses up in drag in Tu Wong Fu. Oh, I Thanks seen that for one, everything. <laughs> oh my gosh, that, that is like a Patrick family Swayze. favorite. You could come to my mom's house any time of the year. You bring popcorn and you say you want to watch Tu Wong Fu. She'd be like. Yes, that is my favorite. Sit down, let me turn it on. I mean, she oh, would just be like ready to go. I mean, love it. Uh, Passenger 57, that was a great one. Also. Oh, that's the one he says. Isn't that the one where he goes, just remember what they say, always bet on black? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I haven't seen the Trinity which came out in 2004. I didn't see The Contractor, 2007. Did you guys see that? Nope. And then he was in Expendables 3 in 2014. Did you do a movie with Sean Connery? Uh, oh, yeah, The Art of War. That was a good one. Yes, Rising Sun. Yeah. Oh, that was good. 
Oh man, I can't believe I forgot that one. Um, yeah, he's got a lot of a lot of you know unknown ones too. Oh yeah, King of New York with Christopher Walken. Oh, that's another good one. Man, he's also in uh, Michael Jackson's Bad Video. Yeah, he was in it. Well, yeah, he was the one that was like. Michael Jackson saying, saying it was like, who's bad? I'm bad. Martin Scorsese directed it. It was like, no way. It, yeah, it was, it was actually a very long video before they started, before he started singing bad. He basically, a lot of times was, he was doing the, come on. Oh, yeah. Waiting to exhale. That's a good one, too. And zigzag. That was a good one. Down in the Delta. Yeah, he's he's gotten some good stuff. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's underrated, but they were they were really good. Sorry, yeah, little little shout out to Slipknot today. <laughs> um, all right, so back to Ironheart. So that, that one's coming out in fall of twenty twenty three. I think it's going to be a lot like Miss Marvel, you know, like where she's. I think she should be around fifteen years old because I think that's what she was in the comics. And yeah, she's she's a kid. She's she's not like grown up superhero yet. But for some reason, she's got the intellect of Tony Stark. Oh yeah, she's super super smart. Yeah, and she she's basically the the heir to Iron Man. Wouldn't you say? If Iron Man died, mm, that's probably what they'll turn her into. Yeah, yeah. Because it yeah, like her costume set for life. I mean, her her costume does resemble Iron Man's costume, like in its final version. True or false, Jack? Uh yeah, kind of. I think it looks. I think her 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 armor looks a bit more like the Ultimate Iron Man armor, where it's like the yellow, the uh, the gold, red, and like large pieces of sections of gray. That's what I hate when they do, you know, it's like they'll kill off like a popular character just so they can introduce. (laughs) I don't think they killed off (laughs) Iron Man just to introduce her. Yeah, I do. Conspiracy. (laughs) They were doing that. It was 2015. I remember they were doing that with everybody. I'm sorry. I believe it was all done. Anyway, moving on. I, we don't have much to talk about. Ironheart. We've already said a lot about it. So they, they announced Agatha, Coven of Chaos, winter 2023. Now, Fedra, you've never seen WandaVision. You'd have a field day with that, Fedra, if you had ever seen that. Um, but but wait I, a second. It's about the Scarlet Witch. So, of course, there's going to be a lot of symbolism and everything all over that. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not being sarcastic. I mean, I'm being truthful, but I, I think she could write a book on that, like if she'd seen it. And I'm sure she's going to be able to write a book on Agatha Coven of Chaos because who was Ag- Agatha was the anti Scarlet Witch, basically, would you say, in that series? She was the instigator. She was an instigator. She was an instigator. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, so, it's, it's still on the table for me to watch it. So, hey, maybe one day I will. And I'm just going to show up with my notebook. You could, but I'm just saying that there are probably more hours, uh, you know, more you, that you can do with your hours than watch that crap. 
Uh, I, that's just me speaking. I know a lot of people liked it, but yeah, Jack liked it. I watched a little bit of um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness recently. I was in Best Buy and they were showing it on this hundred inch screen, and I was like, I gotta watch this again. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it looked pretty damn good, you know, because uh, it was up to the scene where Doctor Strange visits her, like on her farm. And then she kind of accidentally reveals that she knows who America is. And then she turns it to what it actually looks like. That was actually a pretty cool scene. I need to watch that over again. You know, uh, again, the, the worst Marvel movies are still very good Marvel movies. And I wouldn't say this is the worst one either, but it is a pretty good movie. Oh, well, oh yeah, so my big problem with that movie too much Wong, and I've got to mention this too. He's in the damn She-Hulk series. Yeah, I can't yeah, stand that idiot with the abomination. Yeah, I don't care. He should. I don't want to see him ever again. Why couldn't they have killed him off in Doctor Strange too? Where, no, because he, he has to, you know, carry on the the practice. I, I I am at the point where I hate him now. I liked him in Doctor Strange. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him in Avengers Endgame when he goes, isn't this enough? I hate him. And they just keep putting him in all these damn movies. I just don't like him. Sorry. I get it, Joe. You just, you just can't get what you want, you know? I don't want to have lunch with him at all. It's never going to happen. Like Keanu Reeves, like if Wong was one of my neighbors, I'd say tell Keanu Reeves. Just don't mention anything to him, all right? About us having movie night. Oh, well, Wong seems like a nice and kind of guy. It's like, he ain't. He's annoying. He should be oh, dead. He's got. A, he's actually got a great voice. So, you know, I, I, I uh, had a drink with him and he did all the karaoke. It's annoying. I don't like him. But anyway, uh, I don't know why they're making a series for Agatha. She sucked in WandaVision. Oh, and Catherine Hahn is a lot. She's just a, what, a funny what was she in? What other series was she in? It's, oh, what has she been in? I'll have to look it up. But I, I know I enjoy her in things. Yeah, probably those boring TV shows that Jack watches. Like he won't watch the joke. Comedy. Or... She, she's, she's known for being in comedies. Yeah, whatever. That's well, you like... You like that IMDB. You like that one that was in Ghostbusters, Kristen Wiig. Ugh. Hey, there's nothing wrong with Kristen Wiig. She sucks. I got to write a list of all the people. I, I This is it. Like when I become CEO of Disney and I make a couple of billion dollars, I'm going to have to buy a yacht and invite a lot of people I don't like on that yacht and not show up on that day, you know? And just have it sink somewhere out in Jeez. the South Pacific. And she's going to be on it. Mark Ruffalo is going to be on it. Um, you know, Don Cheadle is going to be on it. Gwyneth <laughs> Paltrow. George Clooney. Was it, was it, I, she hasn't acted in so long. I'm so glad. I, I almost forgot her name. They're Julia Roberts. I was going to say Jessica Roberts. Julia Roberts. I'm going to put her on there, too, because she pissed me off for a lot of years. Uh, who else? There's just so many people I just can't stand. Oh my gosh! But yeah, um, sink you, you, it, you max out the capacity, Joe. Wong, Wong is going to be on there for sure. 
Oh my god, it's just so annoying. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm going to watch the series. I don't know, you know, if you guys want to watch. I don't think Fred is going to watch it because she didn't watch One Division. Yeah, Jack no, may wa- it's not going to make sense. No. Jack may want to watch because apparently this actress is the love of his life. So. <laughs> He didn't say that. He just didn't so, like it's like, Thank you, Fedra. Gosh. That's what it sounded like to me. You gotta take it to the next level every I time. I watch all of her movies. I sleep with her picture under my pillow. <laughs> you know, it's like. <laughs> I don't think so. No. <laughs> I did not sound like that. All right. Next show. Uh, so, Daredevil Born Again, which I was pretty impressed that they announced. I wish it was a movie. But good lord, they're making this into 18 episodes. That's way too much for a Daredevil series. And um, I do like Charlie Cox's Daredevil. Um, I love this story. I hope Frank Miller is somehow involved, but no one Disney. They will stay away from him because the woke hate Frank Miller. And I think they're going to soften this story up. That's my worry. Immensely. It's not going to be the masterpiece that it once was. Yeah, that will definitely be a concern of mine because I really like the Netflix version. I did like how dark it was. I did have to take some pauses out of it, but the, the writing was great. And I, I'm the opposite of you, Joe, that if it stays that way, I will certainly watch the rest of it. But if they do make it too light and, and not stick with the original essence of Daredevil, I'm going to be upset, and I'm not going to watch it. You see, Joe, Fedra and I have a different level of taste in the medium of television than you could ever. Oh, here we go. You just got to keep me in the middle, huh? Always. I'm the peacekeeper here. Jeez. Well. Anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to watch. I just wish it was an 18 episodes. I think that's ridiculous. Um, yeah, I, I, I have the same concerns as Fedra. I just hope they don't water it down too much. Well, you said that too, Jack. You know, it's not like I was on that boat too. But yeah, no, I do think that they're going to. No, you're on, you're, you're, you're on the dock watching the boat. Yeah, whatever. As okay. it sails away. Why, oh yeah, as it sails away. Yeah, and there's always two boobs when there are boobs. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, next one. That's spring 2024. Captain America, New World Order. Ugh. So Anthony Mackie is going to, which he does not deserve, he's going to get his own movie. He is not a movie star whatsoever. Well, I guess, you, you know, I I no, no, no. Steve Rogers is Captain America. Uh, no, maybe he's the New World Order, the Secret Empire. No, you know that it's going to be. They're bringing back Steve Rogers. He's going to be evil Captain America. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I've been saying that for like two years, Jack. That that's what they're going to do. They're going but to bring him. No, that was the name of the of the the New World Order. Well, apparently they don't watch wrestling. These people. I mean, I think that's ridiculous. You've heard of New Order. New World Order, right, Jack? Yeah. From wrestling? Yeah. It was uh, Scott Hall. Hulk Hogan and... Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash. Yeah. New, 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 new World Order. So that's the reference? It's not a political reference? No, it, they, they are acting like 
what's new world order? We made it up, you know, but no, there was a basically Hulk Hogan turned bad in wrestling, you know? Oh yeah. 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 That was a long time ago. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Yeah. And I think Macho Man was part of the New World Order and X Pac. I, I think that was after the time of Macho Man. No, Macho Man, because they they were at TBS. I think he was in the New World Order for a while because it was they were first to you know with uh, I think it was TNA wrestling and uh, WCW. Um, anyway, I just think it's it's going to be a continuation of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, where it's going to push that this country is has a huge problem racism and that's why we need sam wilson to be captain america to bring us all together but then even after he brings us all together he's going to tell us well the problem with racism still isn't solved and it's actually worse than ever once this movie is over so we need another sequel to address racism in this country but uh, you know they are going to bring steve rogers in he's going to be bad i mean i i but didn't it wasn't that well we'll get to something just in a little bit this is going long too we're almost at the three hour mark it's all right guys um yeah <laughs> but, but we're almost done too but anyway i'm not looking forward to this movie i'll go see it and i'll probably be gritting my teeth where i'll probably lose some teeth in the theater um but i'll go see it sorry i'm not sorry <laughs> i'm saying i'm sorry our listeners informed yeah, I, I'm just not happy because I, I just they're going to be pushing agenda to the hilt with this one. I'm sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> uh, anyone else want to make a comment here? I guess we'll rush through things. Since, uh, uh, no, I mean, I was enjoying the Falcon and Winter Soldier until the last episode. And that's when he became Captain America. And the whole series got extremely preachy and it ruined the whole thing for me. <laughs> the last episode ruined the whole thing. I guess it's the equivalent of uh, the end of Game of Thrones for me. I haven't seen the series. I know you both told me I should check it out. Uh, I mean, I I'm going to wait until I see the trailer just to see if I'm excited. Because right now, not too sure. Yeah. All right. Well, let's. Uh, so this. Uh, okay. So that's coming out May third, two thousand twenty-four. Next is Thunderbolts, which comes out July twenty-six, twenty twenty-four, and that is the last movie in Phase Five. We don't know too much about Thunderbolts. You know who's going to be in it, cast, characters, but. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's curious unless that's the team that Julia Louise Dreyfus is putting together. Yeah, that sounds about the right. The Contessa. And you said it was U.S. Agent and Yelena, probably from Black Widow. Yeah, um, I think I think those are the two people we've seen her recruit so far. In the comics, is there anyone famous that? Uh... Oh, and the Thunderbolts, uh, the Thunderbolts, they're relaunching, and it's a team led by Hawkeye, has Monica Rambeau, American Chavez, and some new characters. But those are the three existing characters, which they already have in the MCU. Hmm, that's true. But I, I don't think, uh, I don't think uh, 
Jeremy Renner's coming back for Hawkeye another term. I think he's kind of done with it. No, they'll have um, you Kate, know, Bishop, Kate Bishop, maybe. Mm. I think that might be a nice intro to new characters, though, as a film. Yeah. Could but I've I've never heard of the Thunderbolts personally, so there'll be something new to, to check out. So after that, Fantastic Four is coming out. That's the start Which of Phase 6. We have no news except for the logo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they love showing that logo. They it's love nice, showing that four. It's a blue four. It's mighty blue. Um, yeah, I, I have no confidence in that. Although, they, yeah, so they announced, uh, Kevin Feige said it is not going to be an origin movie, which I think is a good, smart move, actually. I, I mean, I was never crazy about the Fantastic Four, so sorry, guys. But I, I mean, I'm going to stay open because maybe it'll be great and different and exciting. But to me, I just never, I never got like really into it personally. Uh, Sorry. It's okay. Jack's been wrong a lot during this podcast. So you're in good company. (laughs) My all time favorite comic book. I know. I know. But I got to be honest. No, I, I I did grow up with the Fantastic Four. I love them. I love drawing them. Did you used to do Jack? You used to draw the characters all the time. Yeah. Well, always the thing in the Human Torch. The Human Torch was easy to draw because you just made a guy and put lines on him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, but they I, but they were good. And again, what they have to get right, which they haven't in the previous movies, they got to get good chemistry with uh, the characters and, and to a degree, I think Chris Evans was a good Johnny storm and Mike Chiklis was a, was a decent thing. The guy who played Mr. Fantastic or Reed wasn't that great. And Jessica Albert, I'm pissed after her statement that she made at the I beginning of this episode. But yeah, you know I'm what? done with her. She, I thought she was good in the first movie, but the second movie, they just made her creepy looking. They, they did try to make her look, Whiter. They tried to make her her look white. They gave her these really terrible contact lenses. They like, I, I guess, her. what would you call it, pancake makeup or something? Uh, she just looked terrible in it. I mean, and that's the, it's understandable why she like got so bitter. Yeah, maybe that's been living with her for a while. It's like, eh. We've decided to make you whiter. You're not white enough. Yeah, so, but uh, I thought I thought she was good in the first one. No, I, yeah, I. But again, she was pretty hot. I mean, she was a. When I say hot, she was a hot property back then, like a hot actress. That uh, she was very popular. She was on a lot of magazine covers. So I think it probably was a good move to get her in there, and she did look good in that Fantastic Four suit. So I got to give her props for that. Yeah, even the co- the costumes looked good. I mean, they were pretty comic book accurate. But they still looked good. They gave him a little bit of a higher collar. I mean, it was once again that even the guy playing Reed, I think he could have been okay. It's just what the actors had to deal with. They yeah. didn't have a good script. They didn't have a good villain, which is really sad. Oh, that was the worst part. Was Dr. they messed Doom. up Doctor Doom? Yeah. Um, Origin was pretty cool though. 
I liked what they did, you know, with the origin. You know, like when they were I out think in space. The origin it was good, but you know, they we already saw the supervillain throwing a temper tantrum because, you know, the board of directors took his company away. You know, we saw that in Spider-Man. We didn't need to see it in Doctor Doom. Yeah. You know? Anyway, I, I got zero confidence. I have zero confidence in this movie because I like I said, it's going to be a very diverse group of superheroes. They're not going to look like the characters in the comic books at all. Um, against that, that's I'll still go see it, but not happy. Not happy. I'm hoping they do the right thing. I hope so, but they won't. Unless they get a new CEO, but <laughs> yeah. uh, so Deadpool three, and they didn't make a date for that, but apparently that's uh, going to be part of Phase six, and um, yeah, that's that's kind of like a filler movie. You know, it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the MCU. I would think it's just a f- fun movie for some people, you know, to watch. Hey, if you're you're a fan of them, that's fine. I wouldn't take that away from anybody, but just he's not my kind of character. Yeah, I like I like Deadpool to a certain extent. He is very vulgar. I know Julian loves the Deadpool films. Uh, so I mean, definitely looking forward to watching it to see what you know, what do they come up with next with him? Uh, I love his snarky, witty. Uh, sense of humor at times, but yeah, I mean, they also pull it over the edge with the vulgarity where it makes me a little squeamish. Personally. I, will, I will say that this was the character that Ryan Reynolds was born to play. It, it almost suits him perfectly. So definitely I give him credit for that. So uh, they didn't mention much about this, but armor wars is coming to Disney plus. And that's Don Cheadle playing War Machine and doing an, an Iron Man series, you know, Iron Man comic book series, but having War Machine be the main character. Yeah, I, I can't. He's on my boat, Don Cheadle. So who knows yeah, if he'll make I it. I just can't see Armor Wars. The whole point of Armor Wars was Tony Stark found out that his technology was stolen and he went out and got it back. And there were heroes who had it. There were villains who had it. Some of the go- the government had some of it. And it was a huge story, but it's an Iron Man story, not a war machine. Well, yeah, that's what I say. And if Don Cheadle is going to be in it, it's going to suck. I'm sorry. No, I, I, I don't go that far. That just because he's in it, it's going to suck. He's never been good in anything that he's done in Marvel. Uh, he was good in Boogie Nights. I liked him in Boogie Nights. But I haven't seen him in anything good after that. <laughs> you just don't like the guy. I'm a hater. Yeah, I just don't like. Well, you know what it is? I like what was the guy that uh, who was before him? Terrence Howard. He was perfect for me. You know, it's like I'm so bummed that they didn't keep him. You know. Yeah, Terrence Howard is good. I agree with that. Don Cheadle is just. Like I always say, like if you see, uh, you know, Rhodes walking down the street, you would never pick a fight with the guy because he's big, he's intimidating. That's not Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle, you trip right away just because. Plain and simple, just because. Just looks annoying. He's probably out to go annoy somebody. Anyway, all right. So now we're getting the last two 
movies and they're big ones. So they announced finally they're doing Avengers movies. The first one is going to be called Avengers, the Kang dynasty. And that is going to be opening on May 2nd, 2025. And the next one is Avengers secret wars, which is opening on November 7th, 2025, same year. So the issue with this is the Russo brothers are not attached to this at all. And uh, the director of Shang-Chi is directing the first one. We don't know if he's directing the second one, but uh, yeah, that's it. You know, thoughts. I have none. (laughs) Aquafina saves the Marvel universe. Probably. Yeah. You know, she's going to be back. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I just don't know. That does not fill me with a lot of hope. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I there were parts of Shang-Chi I did like. I agree. It was, yeah. it was very minimal, but uh, there were some great action scenes. And uh, But yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to see Aquafina. And I really don't want, you know, soul-sucking montages. So... We'll see what they do. I mean, I'm excited to have another Avengers film. So that I'm looking forward to, but we'll see about the directing. <laughs> yeah, I just don't like that they're rewarding mediocrity when they should be rewarding excellence and giving such an important movie to somebody because that was definitely a mediocre movie, uh, Shang-Chi. Like Fedra said, yes. it had its moments. You know, the acting wasn't very bad, but it's not something that I would want to watch over and over again. I've only watched it once. And I'm like, well, you know, that bus scene was kind of fun and the dragon looked kind of cool. But yeah, I guess that's about it. I don't need to watch it. (laughs) But but of course, like Kevin Feige is like, that's why we're giving him Avengers 5. Is it Avengers 5 or is it Avengers 6? I don't even know anymore, you know, but I, I hate when they do stuff like that. I, I don't know. I just don't know. It's so far off, though, that anything can happen. He can be yeah. on my he can be on my boat. <laughs> you know? um, but yeah, he could do something stupid like Ezra Miller, and they might fire him, or uh, or they just might decide to put it on pause and get somebody else to direct it. But I have no confidence right now. With it, that didn't help matters. Um, I don't know why they didn't announce it. It's a long it. ways off. It is a long ways off. But why wouldn't they announce it that day that they were announcing all that crap? And then like during the week, it's like, oh, by the way, you know, this guy's directing. Maybe they were afraid that the crowd was going to moan when they said that, you know. But what a mistake. It, it just, when you think Marvel has their crap together, like after this whole thing at Comic-Con, you realize they're still the same old Marvel, you know, where after Endgame, they just don't know what they're doing. And I think that that's going to happen. But however, Secret Wars sounds, I guess, more interesting. It's got more of a history for Jack and I. Um, but Yeah, but I think, I think due to all of the pushing of the multiverse, it's going to be more like uh, the second Secret Wars, not uh, the one from... You know, some an alien grabs all the villains and all the heroes and just makes them fight. 
I think it's going to be much more about the collapse of the multiverse and trying to put it together. Well, when there was a Secret Wars in the comic books, like what was that? Was that in the nineties or when it first came 80s. out? Was eighties? Yeah, yeah. So that's the one when we saw Spider Man's symbiote suit. That was the introduction of that. Right. Um, was it? The, wasn't there a sequel to that too? Secret Wars two. Well, there was a se- There was Secret Wars two, which was the Beyonder comes to Earth to learn what it's like to be a human being, and it was pretty terrible. All right. Uh, but the the next the next Secret Wars was the huge event at Marvel that happened when they uh, relaunched the entire Marvel line. So this was like a reboot. Um, it was fairly yeah. recent, you would say, right? Yeah, a few, just a few years ago. Yeah, that stinks. And, um, it was it was good. Uh, it was pretty good, but it's it's much different from the first go around of Secret Wars. No, I, I saw a cover of that recently. Doesn't isn't there a cover where Sam Wilson is dressed as Captain America and, and he's fighting Steve Rogers as? Oh, there's there's there were so many covers. So they're going to do that. Then. They're definitely going to do that. We're, oh, we're, they'll they have, we will. They'll have Steve be bad. Yeah, it just pisses me off. Like I said, they can do some crazy stuff with that because that was a crazy story. Yeah. Well, I'm going to end it, you know, even though those were the two big ones, we probably could spend a little more time on it, but it's late. And I, I appreciate you guys taking the time out to do this because we have a lot to cover but we did cover it and i guess we'll wrap this one up so and thank you listeners if you're still at, with us at this point yep. yes thank you some people like our episodes long but uh and let's hope that that all the pieces come out because i just got a text saying that uh from bianca saying that uh, a portion of our episode was missing <laughs> all right so uh Jack, where can they find you? You can always send me email at jackm at wdwnt.com. Pedro. You can follow me on Instagram. You could be my friend on Facebook and email me at fedra at wdwnt.com. Yeah, you could uh, email me at joe at wdwnt.com or send me a friend request on Facebook. And uh, all the other stuff that I usually say, you can listen to the previous episodes because I'm tired. <laughs> listen to previous <laughs> episodes They hear me talk about Patreon supporters. Yeah, go to the end and listen to that. So with that, this will be the end of WWNT Nerd Alert Season 8, Episode 34. So until next time, see ya. Good night, all. And be good to each other. Good night, everyone. <laughs>